Panago Pizza presents S S D P P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go. We're embarking on new territory. How new? This could be the most positive podcast we've had of this particular season. Uh, Jesse, I think, uh, on the way in, said that I have a little pep in my step. Yeah, I was telling Steve how he seems genuinely happier because one man is no longer in the Leafs organization. Well, what if I told you that after not having a lead for over 400 minutes, the Leafs made a change and did a thing, of course, several hours after our last show. We, which we need to talk about. And are now 2-0. So, <laughs> Adam, 45 minutes. 45 minutes. <laughs> Max. Yeah. After we stopped recording. They have seven goals in two games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh, eight? Eight. Eight, eight, eight if you count the... Hyman, which the I Hyman do. Goal. Yeah. It was a goal. <laughs> it was whatever. a goal. Um, and unassisted. What a dog. And I love him. <laughs> 25% of those goals came from Tyson Berry. Yep. That's math. Is, that, is your math correct? Yes, it, it is. It is. Two of eight is... Two of eight is one of four, which is 25%. What'd you get in Mr. Amani's class? 60%. Wow, so Adam is the better at math of the two of us, because <laughs> I got 57. Oh, wow. All right. And you know why I still remember that? I'm proud of it. <laughs> hey, guys. I was following up a 50. Let's get into who wore the crown, shall we? Who? Mst. <laughs> wore the crown. <laughs> Live generously and life will treat you royally. Why not? Why? Not. Pour yourself and a friend a crown roll because we're going to talk about who wore the crown. Where we talk about who gave it their all for the Leafs, who played the Toronto way, and you know what? This might actually be the easiest time we've ever had, except for Jesse doing this segment because hey. we can actually recognize a Leaf player that's playing well on a sustained amount of time. Mine is also easy to pick. It's not. <laughs> hey, it's brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Let's get into this. Uh, Steve Dangle, don't base your answer on what I'm going to pick. Just pick one. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, you're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not pick the guy you're picking. Is Steve a crown hipster? He might Does be. Does he have to not pick the guy that everybody else is going to pick? Yeah. <laughs> I actually think he's just being polite. <laughs> okay, I am absolutely not a crown hipster. That's why... Hold on, uh, so are, they, are they counting this 5-3 this goal? Yes, yes, oh, it's 5-3. Yeah. No, yesterday. they counted it. Oh, they did count it? Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm not a crown hipster, you guys. So my pick is uh, Adam Brooks. <laughs> I, I just think... <laughs> no, uh... Are you going to get into a fight about potential Leaf fourth liners? Absolutely. Because I can't wait for the Twitter thread on that. Adam... What better thing to do on a Sunday? <laughs> a beautiful Sunday, too. It yeah, was like seven Sunday. degrees today. It is so Ridiculous. good, but I just can't enjoy it. Uh-huh. Listen, <laughs> the crown has got to go to the new king, who is not the king. And I think he understands he's not the king. He's the <laughs> damn coach. This taking... isn't a monarchy. He's the coach. Are you taking shots at someone? Yes. Oh. Sheldon Keefe. The crown goes to Sheldon Keefe. Chief Keefe. Chief Keefe. You're welcome, Raptors Twitter. What happened? Oh, what did, they, did they... Did they just <laughs> your tweet, Jesse? What happened? What I, tw- I tweeted Chief Keefe when he, uh, when he signed. And mm-hmm. they juked it. They t- Hour they later, Raptors it. Twitter. Why did they cheat? How did they They tweeted it? Chief Keefe. Right from me. They stole it from Jesse. Right from it's me. not that it's a very obvious cultural reference. Thanks, Raptors. It's that they Twitter. stole it. They stole it. 
Obviously, I is have Raptors first. Twitter a Twitter account or just the entire? No, no, like their Twitter account tweeted it. Oh, the Toronto Raptors. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. Like the actual group of like William. Lou no, and those no, guys. no, no, no. Yeah. Raptors Twitter. No, like not Murphy. Raptors Twitter. Yeah. No, oh, they're a good group of guys. They're yeah. great. By the the way, Twitter should... account. Okay. How dare shout you. out to Raptors Twitter, by the way. They're great. Like also, them. I'm wearing a Raptors jersey. Did you notice that? Yeah. This is uh, Kyle Lowry's team. That's going to be an NHL 20. The uh, what? What is it? What does it say on the shoulder? I call him the Sugar Shack, Lowry's but I know that's wrong. Sh- uh, syrup Shack. The Syrup Shack. And look at that, Kalo so, on the back. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I was going to get into how is his team going to be in NHL? So it's like his uh, like uh, uh, hut team, and like you can play against it. I don't, I haven't played against them yet, but I uh, feel like Kyle Lowry might be a creative character in there. And like Juju so, so you can play is, as Lowry. I I haven't in checked NH- yet. Okay, haven't checked. That's yet. cool. Uh, it's been a busy few days. Okay, <laughs> I haven't had a chance. No, uh, you just tweeted about it. Yeah, just tweeted about it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Sheldon Keefe yep. comes in, and he identifies right away. This team is good. What does he identify? He he identifies that the team is good. I just need to make them feel good. I need to make them feel. Like, their input matters. Like, this is work, but it's also not work. You do get to play at the candy store. You get to play at the candy store. You're a Toronto Maple Leaf. Look at all you. All you with all your... You see the things Austin Matthews can do with the puck? Tell you what, Austin. I'm going to try out something novel. How about your ice time starts with a two? Hey there, $11 million player. Tell you what, your ice time starts with a two. And tell you what, other $11 million player, so does yours. For a start! Hey, one of the best power play quarterbacks in the league. How about we let you do that? <laughs> Where can I look up ice time, by the way? It's a good website. Uh, the, usually just the game sheet. Yeah. I just go if to you want for a specific game, just go to NHL.com and click the game. Yeah. And then go to game log and it's all there. And then there's a time on ice chart. Cool. And the shift chart. So here we go. I'm Amount looking, of shifts is important. Hold on. Am, I, am important. I looking at scores first? This what is important. Mean? What do you want? I want to look at the shift chart, and I want to look at the ice time. Oh, you go yeah. to Game Center, like on the, you just click this the little is, top. This is great podcast. It's terrible. Listen, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Where is it? At the you top? know what they always do on Spit and Chicklets is they go, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> is that what they do? So, no! <laughs> you, if you, did you click it at the top? Yeah. And I'm then you click the game, game Center, right? and then on the right bar, the right bar is scrollable. Okay. Scroll all the way to the bottom, and uh-huh. then you'll see TOI Maple Leafs on official game reports. There it is. I don't get it, but can okay. I, did you I, see it? Yeah, I think I got it. Can I get through who I give the gosh who, darn who, crown to? Who do you give it to? Sheldon Keefe. Mm-hmm. Making the team feel good, feel valued, using the team the way it's supposed to. Listen, the reaction on the bench when Barry scored. Was huge. Huge. But even more so, Engvall scoring on that breakaway... The reaction on the bench, everyone's focusing on Sheldon Keefe looking like a proud father, which he was. My reaction was solely on Spezza bursting out laughing. <laughs> bursting out laughing. And I can... <laughs> we haven't even heard laugh. him laugh in Leafland. Which is a shame because his laugh is the greatest in NHL history. It is so good. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I just saw Andreas Janssen look at him immediately and... Actually, Andreas Janssen had a front row seat also to the Barry reaction. Matthews losing his mind, and he looked straight at Matthews. And I just felt like so many things went said without words. 
in that first game against Arizona. And then also in the game against Colorado, which we'll get into. I may or may not have screwed up the order of the goals because I was so excited uh, in this video. I got to give it to Sheldon Keefe for uh, catching John Tavares' terrible puck throw in his hand. That was good hands. Yep. Uh, and no, winning his first two the games. the opposite of good hands. <laughs> he <laughs> no, bad hands. He dropped, but he <laughs> caught it. He caught it. You can't You can't have good hands if you almost drop something. He gets style points. All right. Style points. He's like a goalie out of position. Yeah, he was out of position. That's why he had to make the great save. But damn it, he made the great save. So he's uh, Jonathan Quick. He's Marc-Andre Fleury on Nick Batan's shot. That was definitely going high. The Marc-Andre Fleury save that ended Mike Babcock's uh, tenure as Leafs coach. Also, bad, terrible save. Also, it was, yeah, not Matthews even going at the Matthews only 17 minutes last night, by the way. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. And against Arizona, he played much more. Yes, he did. Uh, Rachel Dory's got a theory on that, but I'm going to I'm gonna let her tell it on her podcast, because she... Staff and Graf? Yeah, yeah, yeah because I'm, I'm not going to get into it. But, but to finish your Keith discussion. Yes. Uh, just, he won his first two games, and for a team that had just lost, what was it, five or six straight? Yep. That seemed impossible, so good on him. Now, I got a question. Are you going to do your crown? Yeah. Okay. My crown starts with a question. Oh. How can anybody on this show, on this panel, on this hot stove, this panel, on this group, on this gathering, uh-huh. how can anyone watching in one of the four cameras, that's right, four cameras now, Whoa. set up in this studio, that the Jesse what? controls right there? The one that it's on you four right now. Yeah. cameras. This pedestal of pundits. I don't know. Punditry. Punditry. You might say. Mm. How can anyone? How? Not, how can anyone not give the crown to one Tyson motherfreaking Barry? <laughs> well, the first right? person just did right? it. No, you gave it to you gave I it gave to it Keith. to Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. And then I was like, take it away, Adam. Guys, Tyson Barry. And again, wouldn't be he wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for Sheldon Keefe. <laughs> Literally, no. <laughs> However, Whew. he still has to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He was given the freedom, but he could have been like, you know what? I'm scarred, and I'll never do it again. I'll never be Tyson Barry the Rover again. Wasn't it obvious that heading into that game against Arizona, that team had one mission, and it was to get Tyson Barry a goal? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think they all want him to stick around. It's like it's almost yeah! like the Leafs are like, hey, listen, we know. Listen, you are the best right-handed defenseman we've ever had. Um, we want you to stick around. Let's get you some goals. And let's get you back on board, and you'll make your money, and then walk and away. Spezza. And Spezza. And Spezza. Like, just, uh, sorry, keep going. Well, I, okay. Keep going. Here's what We're going to get into it, folks. What I love about Tyson Berry, and I'm going to be real quick about this, because we do need to actually break down the game outside of this. I give him the crown, because it was not only like a monkey off his back, and it was exciting, and the coach let him do it, whatever. There is a, it seems now, a genuine fire, passion, desire to win and, w- and do it again here. The whole team. The yeah. whole team. The whole team. Which is why I pass it to Jesse, because I'd like to I'd like to get his crown in. I feel like we might know who it's going to be. I don't and know. then we'll get into the actual breakdown of the game. What game number is this? 25. This, this was game number 25. Yeah. L- listen, Jesse, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a request, okay? Because mm-hmm. you've been getting very flippant with your crowns. <laughs> All right. Okay? So, Just listen. hand them out willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, willy nilly. Literally, you see, you didn't even notice he did that. (laughs) Uh huh. Whoever you give your crown to, Mm -hmm. you better make sure they're on pace for a career high in goals and points. All right. Well, that's uh, check. 
Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I could check that off the list. Yeah? yeah? Okay. Should they rank uh, 12th or higher in goal scoring for guys paid $6 million to $7.5 million? They should. They should. That's a good requirement. Yeah. The crown means something, Jesse. You know, I'm I'm not I'm gonna give it to a specific player. All right. But first, I think my crown should go to LFR twenty five. <laughs> because LFR twenty five, in between all of the breaking down each goal, which you might have gotten in incorrect order. I, I don't even know. But I'm you literally might going off of one tweet that I saw. I uploaded it, took the dogs on a walk, drove here, and now I'm talking. In between all of those weird goals in whatever order they were, you stopped. And you decided to break down a question that you were asked. What was that question, Jesse? Why is William Nylander so great? Yeah. Was the question. I don't think that was it. It wasn't the question in so many words. But Steve, what did you do on today's LFR? Someone asked, I believe the question, Jesse, was... (laughs) What do you think about William Nylander's play so far, and is he living up to the contract? Mm-hmm. And I uh, admitted to chastising William Nylander recently. Mm-hmm. However... One of the dumbest things ever said on this show. Ever. We've said a lot of dumb stuff. Right. Was Backpack that, full of weights. Was that William Nylander needs to be more clutch. Well, that was said last episode by two men I'm sitting next to. I, I now! Don't, I don't think... I think that, you're getting very flippant now. with the wording again. <laughs> but uh, that is all now. right. Now! When there are 18 guys being paid $11 million ahead of the, William Nylander on this He's roster. He's the seventh-best player on the team. Is it Seth his Weiberg. responsibility to be Mr. Clutch? <laughs> can, I, can I hear that, Berkey, No. Seventh-best player on the team. <laughs> That's not bad. He always right, leans back when can he you, says it. Can you look into the camera? Seventh-best player on the team. Don't understand. <laughs> what? Um, don't tie my tie. Like it's it's okay. that's not that's not bad Berkey Ber- at all. It's terrible. His Berkey's good. You sound so like you sound like Dick Sheldon Keefe and look like Baldwin Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, it's great. Jesse, I think you asked me it's a question. Cool. Yes, uh, go and ahead. it was what question was I asked? And it was uh, is William Nylander living up to his contract? So what I did was I went on CapFriendly.com. And I found all the forwards mm-hmm. making between six point five and seven point five million dollars, mm-hmm. which I thought was very fair. William Nylander makes six point nine six barely under seven, mm-hmm. and Nylander's right in the middle, actually just about top half mm-hmm. in terms of points per game. He's currently on pace for twenty six goals, which would be a career high. He's on pace for sixty two points, which would be a career high. We talked about how he needs to step up in absence of Mitch Marner. Now, the Leafs, in general, have been terrible since Mitch Marner went down. However, in the eight games since Mitch Marner's gone down, William Nylander has eight points. Hmm. Guy stepped up. Hmm. He's about, he's doing about what Kyle Connor's doing in terms of production. Uh, I don't hear anyone talking about that contract. Quick nope. list of the guys he has more points than. Aho, Batstrom, Hoffman. Points, points per game. Giroux, Larkin, Oshie, Wheeler, Arvidsson, Kessel. Quick list. Well, it's not gonna, bad. He's going to stay above Arvidsson, and yeah. we'll get to that later. Four to six oh, weeks, unfortunately. Uh, also, Kessel's been having a terrible year. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until just before... Uh, Pittsburgh unloaded him at the right time, uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That trade did not yield a lot for either anyway, side. Anyway, so yeah, the question... Your conclusion. William Nylander has absolutely, so far, lived up to his contract. Everyone talks about, like, the Mount Rushmore of contracts on the Leafs. No, there's three heads on that mountain. 
It's Matthews, Tavares, Marner. William Nylander is not on that mountain. He makes under $7 million. Two of them make 11 or above, and another makes just under 11. He's not... Stop expecting him to be them. He's performing the way a $7 million player performs in this league now. He's a top six forward, and he's usually going to be five or four. There you or go. probably maybe four to six in that top six range. You know? That's yeah. it. And like... And he's been excelling in that role. I think it's also legitimate to say Nylander on a different team would score more points. Yeah. Even though Connor he, Brown on a different team. Well, I mean, yeah. But e- team, even, though he plays, yeah. even though he plays with Matthews, uh, he'd be on most teams' top power play unit. Yeah. And he is currently with the Leafs, but as soon as Marner comes back, uh, I'm hoping he won't be. Because I'm hoping it's Marner slotted back in, and they keep Barry up there for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. Right? So uh, I I think he's doing just fine based on the money he's making. And there's my crown by proxy. Is Through Steve it's to William Nylander. All right, great. That was <laughs> that your crown translator? Yes. My crown by proxy goes to William Nylander right. through Steve Dangle. That's who wore the crown for this week. <laughs> Brought to you by our friends. As always, a crown royal. The next time the puck drops, why not? Why not? Live generously. Treat your friends and your Leafs crew to a crown royal old-fashioned. First thing I want to dress, Elliot Friedman, Friedman's mustache. It's gross, oh, and yeah. I freaking love it. Whoa. But it's disgusting. The fact that it goes kind of around his lip oh, halfway, but not all know, the way. Right? He must know. He knows. He knows. He, he grew that beard uh, two summers ago. Yeah. yeah like, he that's knows. right. Elliot Summer Beard. <laughs> he wakes nice. up in the morning and looks in the mirror and goes, how could I make this as upsetting as possible? Yeah. He, and he makes it so. <laughs> he favorited my tweet about it last night. Oh, he did? The I fact said, that, like, I, I said, I got to say, Freed, your, your mustache is terrifying. Never shave again. I want him to keep it. <laughs> oh, The fact that they right. let him go on national television like that is... It's magical. Oh, my oh, God. Absolutely. The yeah. fact that Sean McKenzie has, like, the best mustache on the network is disgraceful. Didn't his? Didn't Bob used to have a mustache back in, like, the 80s when he started? Uh, oh. Gino Retta had a legendary G- yeah, mustache. Yeah. I don't know about Bob. He had a... Uh, <laughs> Gino Retta, it was like your shirt. Like, like a- there was no hairs or break in it. At all. It was just a black strip a across his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like Bert's eyebrows. He's got like <laughs> Sean McKenzie's looks like a hamster at the on a top bunk. Like it's just like it's just it's solid, man. It's great. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Did you spit in your face there? I yeah, that's that right. no, so you, did, you didn't. Thank God. Oh my God. It's just it's great. <laughs> By the way, uh, I was tweeting about that new Tesla truck, and Sean's like, <laughs> Sean apparently tweeted me, and then I didn't see it, and then he tweeted back a couple hours later. He's like, "Great chalk, man." <laughs> oh no. Great chat. Sorry, man. See it. That truck's stupid. It looks it looks like a car from Twisted Metal. That truck is not stupid. It's amazing. And it's no. exactly why I would get it if I had the money. To get a car from Twisted Metal, that's the dream. It's that, that is why we graphics. all work hard. Why, why did we work hard if not to live in a video game? Fair enough. Right? The, I'm going like, to park it on... Your, I know Mrs. Dangle hates it, so I will definitely bring it over and park it on your front lawn. Can't wait. I, I can't wait. As long as you get it in bright yellow. Oh, 100%. Nostalgia. Nashville Predators yellow. Mm. Gino Retta's mustache is up on the screen right is, now, is, by the way. Is, Look now at that is legend. Bob McKenzie's? Is he, uh, he I couldn't really find have... anything. Okay. With, um, I oh, thought he did. I'll do a quick Google search again. I thought he did. Maybe... I don't know. I used to have that Gino Retta face on a mug <laughs> until I, I broke the mug back. You know what? Because I, I, uh, I'm me. Uh... That maybe that's one of those things we tweet at Bob, mm. and because occasionally Bob will get back to you. Show me your mustache. Actually, uh, I want to look at one of his books. 
because he's got some old pictures in his books. Mm. And the only reason I say that is because my one buddy, he's always talking about that book. And the only reason he talks about it is because he's in one of the pictures. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Like, he happened to be on a team. I think he was coaching or he played with Sean. I can't remember. Awesome. Oh, Whitby. So the first thing was obviously Elliot Friedman's mustache. The second thing is the last two games. And 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 forgive me for, for making this statement if you didn't agree. But if you didn't agree, I don't know if we could get along. <laughs> Those could be two of the most enjoyable games of hockey I've seen since 2017. Easily. Easily. Those were... Forget, forget the systems. Forget how they are on defense. Forget who scored. Enjoyable to watch. Entertainment. That's entertainment. Well, and that comes with scoring first, which they did once. And scoring, I want to say, four times in seven minutes or 11 minutes? Or? The best part of last night's game, though, was the final three minutes. Oh that, my when God. they pulled Stupid. the goalie and you got you got to see the Avs go to work, yeah. and then the Leafs oh. just kind of bail themselves out. It was insane. Um, Austin it was Matthews great hockey. Almost, almost made me pull out my hair, though, when he just sort of flippantly... Oh, the... He could have had that blasted out of the zone so quickly. It was just, yeah. just like, <laughs> little... Little yeah, king, whatever that was. I love Austin, but uh, under 18, well, yeah, they had the lead the whole time. Austin, man. Mm-hmm. Like once, once. But I want him out there in those situations. I, the only yes. way he turns into this Jonathan Taze that Babcock wanted him to turn into, which he's not. I, I still want him to turn into something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But he's, okay, he's not going to be as defensively strong, no. I think, as Don, Jonathan Taze. I think we know that. But my point is. Put him out there in those situations so he does goof up and then learns. Because what, mm-hmm. what skilled players do is they learn, and they learn by doing. And Nylander had a really key face-off there in the defensive zone yeah. with about three key minutes to go. Key face Nylander, get out. The, yeah, both of them, the both of them still, though, they float too much. Yes. They float around in the defensive zone a little too much, yep. the both of them. Yep. They'll just glide around for a little bit, and you'll lose them, and then they're not really playing the puck. It's interesting. playing the, their roles. The, you, you talk about like playing without the puck. I think Matthews and Nylander are excellent at playing without the puck in the offensive zone. Yes. They're so good. They know how to get open, especially Matthews. Yeah, get open, uh, stick lifts. That's that's uh, a key thing with this team is when they're going, they're stick lifting wizards. And they're so annoying to play against. In their own zone, if they don't have the puck, pff, forget it. It's trouble. It's like they're like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, <laughs> a little bit like it's. it's I know the one they're not actually thinking that because they're professional athletes, but I think they're worried about really being out of position, which leads to them being out of position. Um, that is, I've seen so many bad tendencies just dissolve in two games, but that is one I can't help but notice. Once the other team establishes possession in the leave zone, all they got to do is send it up to the point where no one is, they find a way to pass it around, and then it's in there for the next 30 seconds minimum. Honestly, last night, and we're going to start with Arizona, but before we get to Arizona and then we'll get to Colorado, um, I felt just like it was like, Kale McCarr to Kale McCarr to Kale McCarr. Like, it was, yeah. just, him, it was yeah. just Kale McCarr. He should just win the Calder immediately. He's won it. But, oh, He's won it. He's won it. But one thing about those shots is, since in the two games, smallest sample size ever, uh, they've been getting the exact same amount of shots from the points, the other teams, but the high danger shots have dropped dramatically. So uh, Arizona was a good example of that. I never really felt like they were much of a but danger. But they have the same amount of shots, it's just they're not threatening, they're not right. which is great. And yes. it's, it's such a quick change. So yes. here's the thing. After that Arizona game, and for, uh, tell me how you felt after that, because you're cautiously, you're excited, cautiously optimistic though, right? You want to see it again. Well, it's one game, and th- that game pulled them to 500. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it's been. So Barry's yeah. first goal, the bench reaction was great. Uh, Barry's first goal. Angval's first goal, Spezza reaction was great. Mm-hmm. And didn't I say that, though? Didn't I say something like all those previous teams, they had the magic of first career NHL goals and everyone just ah, losing their mind. Every player on the bench is losing their mind for someone scoring their first NHL goal. And the thing about having a bit of a more experienced team is you get fewer of those. Right? D- has Sandine gotten one? I don't, I don't think, think he so. got one. Mm-hmm. No. Right? No. And they would have lost their mind for that. Call up Pierre Engvall. First game. Come on. Uh, Tavares' speech in the dressing was or great. second. I didn't second. know Tavares knew... I didn't know that he knew the swear words, but he knows some swear words. He's every a hockey player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every yeah, now and then you so. go, oh yeah. yeah, he played in the OHL when he was 15. Like, think about that. I turned 15 at the end of grade nine. That's when he was playing in the OHL, <laughs> learning God knows what. Yeah. What's the highest age you can play in the OHL? Uh, 21? 21, but like. Only if you were born in a certain month. So he could have been playing with 21-year-olds at 15. Yeah, it's a little, it's slightly fucked. (laughs) It maybe shouldn't be allowed. (laughs) Uh Uh, It's very rare that they allow 15-year-olds to play. But yeah, you could be uh, like an early high school student getting crushed by a fully grown man. A man in third-year university. Yes. Yes, I was 21 (laughs) when I went to the Olympics. (laughs) You went to, what did did you uh, commute in? Uh, Friggin' uh, figure skating. Oh, really? tell? Losing Ice dancing? My oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost getting arrested. Uh, <laughs> Keith got the game puck. The player's reaction to that was great, too. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was a bit... It was a bit... It was weird, because you watch him get the game puck, and the reaction was like... It was like a roar, but it didn't seem phony. It wasn't like the typical NHL. No. Like It was like... They were, like, jacked. Mm-hmm. It was... That was weird to me. That was really weird. Another telltale sign. Uh, and kudos to him. Okay. And a good, good weird, by the way. Just want to throw that. And by the way, I read the ice chart wrong. Matthews did hit 20 minutes last night. Oh, before, he did? Oh, I thought so, that yeah, was did, strange. Okay. Um, that's okay. So am I. Um, if you're going to interview a Leaf, who are yep. you talking to? Who am I talking yeah, to? Yeah, okay. Coach it, just got fired. You want to interview a leader. And we, you get one shot at one guy. One shot at one guy. Who it you is Adam, not Riley and not Tavares because they're boring. Yeah. Okay, so there's two. Mitch Marner. You're going to talk to Mitch Marner. Well, he's not playing. Oh. So, that's going to be Austin Matthews. A leader, okay. right? There's Austin Matthews. Well, those are your four leaders, right? Are they not? No, you sure. got to pick up anybody on the roster. Yeah. Oh, you told me leaders. Okay. No, no, no. My, well, my I'm, game I'm... is different. <laughs> I like Jesse's better. <laughs> okay. Pick so anyone on the, on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to pick Jesse. someone who's been here a while. Yes. You got to pick somebody who has uh, something to say. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because Nylander's not going to say anything. No, Matthews really ever. has anything to say. Tavares is pretty boring. Morgan Riley was thanked in Mike Babcock's statement. So you know that they very were buds. Weird. Three very specific people. We'll get to that, too. Yeah. Holy smokes, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> and so you know... Doesn't it feel like our last show was last month? Yeah, it does. Uh, it a does. year ago. A lot of oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I would talk to Nick Shore. Mike Babcock's favorite. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. I have no uh-huh. idea. He was not playing against Arizona. Yes, but he did play last night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? No, I, I think I think the guy to talk to is probably going to be the guy I'm interested in is Austin Matthews. And the reason is, it's not what he says, it's what he doesn't say. So if you can get a quote yeah. from him that's a read-between-the-lines quote because you know there was some mm-hmm. sort of disconnect there, then, they, then you got your quote. Mm-hmm. That's the correct answer in my books. Sean McKenzie, before Keefe's first game, has one shot at one player. He picks Travis Dermott. 
I would have never thought Travis Durham. Okay, that's smart. You want to pick an ex-Marley. Or are you going to call a guy who, he didn't even play all that much during the Calder Cup run. He was injured, facing a lot of injury. Why not talk to the MVP of that run? Yeah. Why not talk to Andreas Janssen? You could talk to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not talk to Zach Hyman? That guy's like sort of loosely part of the leadership core, right? He played under Sheldon Keefe. Why not? Travis Dermott had something to say. What did he say? I missed that. What is it about Sheldon Keefe? Mackenzie loosely said. What is it about Sheldon Keefe? And Travis Dermott said, matter-of-factly, Boys want to play for him. Oh. And if that's not in, in a nutshell, man. Good like pick. I listen. Man, did they set that's that up beforehand? Holy shit. <laughs> With this no, they didn't. That is a sledgehammer. Yeah. This, this <laughs> it's in hockey quotes anyway. All the Babcock <laughs> stuff, uh, and we'll get to some of the stuff that's over the top, I'm sure. Yep. But uh all the rumors we heard has the reaction of the first two games not confirmed almost all of it? Almost all of it. Seriously. The, the guys gave up on him. They didn't want to play for him anymore. Tyson Berry, he didn't want to use him the way that Kyle Dubas wanted to use him. Uh, other guys in the lineup, eh, no. Jason Spezza, I don't, I don't want to use him. We knew he wasn't going to use Jason Spezza after one uh-huh. preseason game in which Jason Spezza was arguably the best player. It was a style of coaching did. that didn't work for this team. Yeah. Yes. Like, it I, I it worked like, for the first five years. Like, he got them to four this point. He didn't four even years, make sorry. it five years, Jesse. <laughs> four years. They Can got you believe them to Babcock point. didn't make it five years? So here's here's the breakdown. So Steve was, and if you go back and listen to last week's episode, uh, or Wednesday's episode, we there's a, there's a shouting match oh, between uh, all of us. I've and, made more <laughs> videos over the past, like, four days than I have calls to my parents. I love you, Mom and Dad, if you're watching this. Holy smokes. <laughs> and, and one of the things we talked about is, like, why haven't they done it yet? Mm-hmm. So apparently, according to CJ... Chris Johnson. I was listening back to your points. They were really good. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> no. I was just were you unreasonable in the moment? <laughs> You're like, but, but like the board of governors. And I'm like, fuck that. They were going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> they promised me other things. <laughs> I was lied to. Uh, so <laughs> when when I uh, when I read what CJ said, and there was some good stuff in there about uh, about uh, what happened. The one thing that they decided on keeping Babcock, what what kept him there was Game Five last year. They were really happy about yep. Game Five against the Bruins. That was so so concerning when I heard that. Like we Why? were talking about that three game sample size. Mm-hmm. And, oh, let's see how the next three games go. You're gonna base it on three games. Okay, I know the Leafs played a good first five games of the playoff series against Boston, which, by the way, that's where the bar is. Play a good most of the series and lose it. Are we going to ignore that they were shit for four months leading up to that series? I think the point is... They were garbage. It was like, okay, they played well up to Game 5, and Game 5 specifically is Mm -hmm. what they were talking about. It wasn't even the games before that. It was Game 5. They were probably like, you know what? We got a coach that's 700 wins. They played good in game five. Let's just see how it goes. You and go obviously, up three it didn't two, go well. You go up 3-2 in a playoff series. The puck can bounce anyway in two games. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's and I get that. And we, we don't need to go back down the road. Sure. We yelled about it for 45 sure. minutes last episode. <laughs> I, think, I think the point is, you're absolutely right. The reaction, not only on the ice, but off the ice and mm-hmm. on the bench, uh, like dressing room, bench, ice has been 100%. This is this is the right thing. Even Shanahan, like not very somber. Dubas looked like a new person 
His shoulders were a little lower. Yep. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they weren't up around his ears. Yeah, it's not not tense. Keith Keith didn't look like a guy who was surprised. No. Nope. Did he? He knew this was coming. Come on now. You could smell it. You oh, could. Yeah. And in the last episode, I mean, we even said it. They're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We said it before we knew it. And it was actually, I got a couple of messages from people privately who said, you knew. And I said, nope. Did not know. They're like, no, but you knew. And we're like, no, we didn't. Appreciate that, but we did not know. Um, the, the, you know, the game last night was a really big one. Because to me, and this was this was the key, the team in twenty was it sixteen seventeen when they st- when they made the Caps playoffs. Yes. So that that team would get scored on first all the time, right? And they blow leads all the time, and that happened all the time, no problem. Yeah. Well, Austin Matthews was scoring first for the entire team that yeah. year as well. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, ridiculous. It was, it was just him. It was just a it was just a gunfight. Yeah. <laughs> Every game. So what happened last night it is awesome. thirty seconds in, Freddie lets in a soft goal, which happens, and yeah. Freddie's not. A guy that lets in soft goals all the time, so you're not like mad about it. It's not like Vesitoskula from the other blue line. Um, One however, thing that was also fun about that was Steve's twist of logic to not blame Freddie for it and blaming the the shooter for just being good and planning to do that. Oh, I didn't say that. It's Nugglebug time. <laughs> I didn't say that. Is not thing. No, but like, well, what is, is, is no. That? Well, well, Ken Reed said something recently that made me sort of. You ever have something that completely interrupts your way of thought? Sure. And he was talking about broadcasters used to just talk I, about... I host a show with him, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They used to... Shut up. <laughs> Ken Reed just goes, broadcasters used to just talk about how good a goal was. Mm-hmm. And when Gretzky scored a goal, it was, hey, look at what Gretzky did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, look at the idiot defender in front of him. And so I tried to do that. The problem was that was the goal I tried to do it with. I, and I, That's and not I, the goal. And I thought, it was a bad goal. And I thought, and time and goal. place, Steve. But like, JT Comfer's not scoring that goal, I don't think. Yeah. yeah I think you yeah. might have scored that goal. Well, Freddie I got, I got a dart. One. What no, are you saying? So, so the point here, <laughs> let's not get held up. I got a laser beam. I just thought that was The point is, three minutes or th- 30 seconds and they get scored on against a very good abs team. The Leafs... Of last Saturday night would have packed it up. Yep. And what was interesting <laughs> is the team that we saw in 2016, 2017 were too young to understand what going down early meant. Mm-hmm. That's why they did it all the time. They didn't understand that it made their life harder. They're like, well, I guess we're just going to have to score a bunch of goals. And they did. It, and that they're was used to playing so in the OHL and shit. Did you say there was an OHL game like two weeks ago that ended 11 10? Great. That's the kind <laughs> of hockey I want, man. It's I love fun. That shit. So the. Maybe 7-6. But the point is, the point is, the Leafs come out, and by the end of the period, it's 3-1. to one. Is four it 4-1. One. to one. And I, I think specifically the goal that stands out to me is the Matthews goal. Because of the 15-foot-long toe drag that he pulled, backwards, shot in. Beautiful shot. And what? And obviously the Tyson Berry one was an emotional one that was great, and it was nice to see him get that. But the Austin Matthews one is big because that's your big goal scorer in a game where you went down early against a very, very good opponent. A very strong, well-made team. They're going to win the West. I think so. They're going to win. The, uh, like, there was there was a two-on-one uh, where it was Don Scoy, and I think he missed the net, or Freddie got a piece of it or something. If that's uh, Landeskog or Rantanen, like it usually would have been, it's a goal. And the point, I think, here is that they're able to now look at situations like that and go, okay, we'll get it back. We the, saw the Leafs? A team, the yeah. Leafs. We saw a team that we have not seen since. Remember when they first went into 
dead hockey, which was, I think, the se- the first season that they lost against Boston. Not 2013. 2017-18? They started that season with just wild, like the first three months were just nuts. Mm-hmm. And they get to eight, January, five home opener. And they shut it down. They get to January mm-hmm. and they shut it down. Yeah. And it's one of the most dry, boring, three-month stretches of hockey I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. All of last year was like that. Mm-hmm. And then this, these two free-flowing games... And you realize what this team can do. Yes. And what was amazing, too, is they're cycling back out of the zone. And they started that in the first game. Rather than give up the puck to change, they'll cycle it back into their own zone, then change, maintain possession, and come back out. And what I what used to drive me fucking crazy was they, they would just they'd be like Nikita Zaitsev just firing a bomb, mm-hmm. icing it, and they're trying to change. They forced a lot of icings out of Arizona. Yes, I they noticed. did, and they yeah. and they do these things. They're they're doing these little things that were so easy, and they were so always so capable of. And they just had a coach that didn't want to do it. And I think watching it watching it now, you realize, oh my god, the the skill on this team is on. They were playing keep away. It was like the Harlem Globetrotters at certain points. And he's, he's trying to bake a cake with cayenne and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. make make something that you have the ingredients for. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Now, and I'm not trying to take away from the abs who dominated the second period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely dominated. Came, came on third. fire. And third. <laughs> um, the Leafs have a real issue still with stopping a cycle. They they just cannot do it. I don't know what they need to do to learn that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever watched a hockey team that, because I watch the Leafs mostly, I don't know if I've ever watched a Leafs team that could shut down a cycle. I don't know if I've ever seen a Leafs team be able to do it because they've been bad. They were bad for 15 years, and the last three they've made the playoffs, and they still couldn't do it. Yeah, it, and last game was the the Arizona game to me was a, a far better indicator of what this team is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, because you're not going to be up four one after the first in most games, and score effects come for absolutely everybody, mm-hmm. right? So, I of also, course they were in their I shell. I also like that they don't back off now. When I mean they backed off a little bit against Colorado, but what I saw with Arizona when I rewatched the game was that they didn't back off on playing offensively. Mm-hmm. What they started to do as early as Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nealand are playing for the team was they would get the lead and then they back off. Yep. And let the other team in. There was no there was no back off, which I liked. And I think that's gonna be really important going forward. So, you know, these first two games are great. You know, it's a it's a nice thing, but they gotta keep this up. Now it's four points. Is what it's four it is. points. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. Now, um uh Kerfoot on Eric Johnson. Yeah, he's got a hearing. He got a yeah. hearing. Uh, would be shocked if he didn't get suspended for that. Uh, I he's think got to get so. a game for that. And he got he. Someone rightly pointed out he sort of got away with one against Max Domi earlier in the season. Didn't do that. He yeah. got a penalty, I think, but he didn't. Uh, I don't think he got fined or suspended or anything. It was interesting seeing all the entire Colorado ben- bench call for five minutes. And I'm surprised it's not one I definitely thought it was going to be five minutes, and everybody did, and they called it two. It's very weird. I'd be curious to know what the reasoning was. Did he? Yeah. Does he blame it on my depth perception screwed up because of my the gear he's got on his mm-hmm. face, or does he say, "Listen, I played with that guy, you know, for two or three years, whatever it was. I didn't mean to hurt him." Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw it, that when he immediately went down, was like, "Oh crap!" Well, I then it's not murder; it's still manslaughter. Uh, you, right? Well, yeah. Like <laughs> so I don't you know. Still have to, you still got to go to jail. You got. That. You got to serve the penalty still. Yeah. I, like I don't know if it was malicious intent. Doesn't matter. But uh, he had the numbers the, the whole way. Yeah. Like Bortuzzo, which we'll get to, oh. malicious intent with a history. Yes. Yeah. Kerfoot, I can I could see non-malicious intent, especially because he's not a guy that would get suspended very often. However, the results are still the results. You got to keep, down, you gotta keep down your hands. Kerfoot's you know? a little yeah. bit of a rat, though. 
Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, we need a little bit of a rat. <laughs> yeah. The um, more I was, watch him play, the more I'm like, mm, he's a bit of a cadre replacement. You know what was interesting is that I would love, I, I loved seeing so that, so obviously the, the, Abs were pissed at him mm-hmm. because, you know, it's always interesting when you see a, a, an old, like a player go up against another team that they used to play for for years and then the team gets mad at them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's always sort of fun because it's sort of an awkward anger. It's like, I'm like when they, when they pushed Kerfoot around afterwards, it's like, I really like you, but I fucking hate you right now. And the first guy to get in his face was Kamenev. Yeah. And my first thought was, I feel like they played together, but only a little. Right. And right. so he's looking for cues from the rest of the team, like, do I, do I punch him? Am I supposed to? Or yeah. do, do you want to punch him? And do was, any of us punch him? And I don't know if you noticed this, too. When Eric Johnson was talking to the ref at the bench saying it should have been five minutes, he, like, the ref skated away and he's, like, sprayed Gatorade out. Yeah, I saw he, that. The yellow Gatorade, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw uh, that. You didn't get him. Though. Yeah, no, of course not. Now, the other side of this was, and this is not Nazem Kadri's fault, but Travis Dermott pushed Nazem Kadri into Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson was already pissed about the bent mask thing. Yep. And and Freddie Anderson and Kadri, Kadri's like, I didn't do anything. And Freddie's like, F you, man. And it, I've never seen in the entire history of Freddie Anderson in the Leafs jersey. And I don't know if Ducks fans, maybe maybe you saw it. Um, I've never seen him mad. Never He's, seen him legitimately uh, mad. Remember, remember, oh God, I think it was two seasons ago, could have been last year. Um, Freddie, after a game, basically chastised the whole team. And I want to say the player at the center of it was Kadri, actually. And then supposedly... Yeah, I remember he said that. It was something about effort, wasn't it? Yeah, he like, he, there was some play where I think he cost him the game. And I want to say it was Kadri. Um, and then CJ wrote this thing. It was about Freddie, Austin, and Riley all went on vacation together because that quote came right before the bye week and then they right. all went away so maybe there's something there but i mean they're teammates as well or ex-teammates also underrated storyline uh barry's still living in kadri's place yeah and, Kadri- they live and, in Kadri- Kadri's and kadri's yeah. living in barry's place that's wild that's cool. yeah do you come <laughs> when you come through do you stay at your own house or do you stay at the team hotel uh do you st- <laughs> Think you have to stay Do you think Barry hotel? stayed with Kadri? No, I think he stayed yeah, at the team hotel, I don't think right? So. Yeah. He had yeah. to stay with the team. He got, yeah. yeah, Tyson got into the other bed. Okay, good night. <laughs> like, turn off the lamp. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I have to say, watching Nathan McKinnon is just breathtaking. What well, fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so jealous of, I mean, Avs fans, we, we're also blessed with a lot of talent here, too. We haven't seen it lately. But watching Nathan McKinnon just be Nathan McKinnon and watching Kale McCarr feed him. Oh. Wow. Makar is wow. a terrifying player, but the All Star game should the All Star game not just be McKinnon and McDavid in a bunch of different races? The correct answer is the All Star game should not exist. Well, there's that. Well, how about we just make them race then? <laughs> Maybe. Hey guys, only two players have to show we'll up. Call it the All Star race. Oh my it. god! Like, I don't know. Make them do a lap. <laughs> make them do a bag skate. Make them do a lap with the puck. Yep. Make who did them... he? Who did he embarrass? Like out in front? No, he was seeing like along the goal line. All of them. Early. <laughs> I I'm forget tr- who it was. I'm trying to. Uh... Any team he plays against ever. Yeah. There was one so... play where he dusted Kapanen, and I was. Just it might like, have been Kapanen. Christ. Yeah. Um, there was another one. I don't remember if it was him, but Riley. Got left in the dust pretty hard. Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon's a monster. He's, he's crazy. He's, he's crazy. a top five player in the league. I yeah. hope. Yeah. And wouldn't it be? I mean, listen, the Leafs still have to make the playoffs. We know the Avs probably will, but wouldn't it be fun? Oh. A Leafs Avs Stanley Cup final. It is because it would be 
high flying and wicked rather than slow and trudging and we're going to the trenches, boys. This would be full on like Oh yeah. We're just we're just gonna throw our throw our shit at each other well, and see what happens. And the Avs can do that. Like the They the, can grind you? Oh yeah. They can do that. They led the league in penalties last year, I'm pretty sure. They're yeah. uh they were the Maybe antithesis of the Leafs. They were the they were the team that I always brought up when we talked about the officiating with the Leafs. Oh, how weird. The Leafs take the fewest penalties and also draw the fewest penalties. Go to the Avs, they uh, drew the most and took the most. And it that's made, because they, they equalize them. Refs, it's so stupid. equalize them, which is super stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's but one of the dumb things about the NHL. One of them. Uh, CJ always talks about how fun it'd be to watch the Leafs versus Tampa. I think Leafs Colorado would be what we all think Leafs Tampa would be. You yeah. know what I mean? Just I don't get a good feeling about Leafs Tampa. Well, they're both... Uh, I don't think either team is in the playoffs right now, so we don't have yeah, to worry no. about yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Leafs are a little bit closer because they won two straight, and the Avs coughed up a 4 nothing lead. Tampa yeah. has 24 points, but also five games behind the Leafs in terms of games played. Yeah, well, I think Tampa will be all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leafs have some work to do. Now, Probably. I remember... Kind of, oh, sorry, no, go, no, ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, a few years ago, the Leafs were like a point or two behind Boston for the longest time. And they had five games in hand. And I remember they wasted it. They yep. completely... I, yeah, but that, again, see, this is the thing. When like, your schedule condenses, it gets harder, man. We're going to get into the Keith stuff uh, and the Babcock stuff and the fallout from all of that in just a second. But first, Jesse. Hello. You're buying Steve a gift. Oh. And you're going to use thoughtful.co. I love Thoughtful. it. Thoughtful. Uh-huh. Full of thought. Some word. It's one word, excuse me. Thought and but f u l l dot c o dot co. Okay, if you're from England, dot co is part of your life. dot co dot uk. This is just dot co. Uh-huh. So here's the deal. Uh, you go to that website and you go. The first question you're asked is who's the gift for. So I'm putting in Steve. Okay. Okay. So Jesse, you put my name. Who is Steve is to you? Yeah. Is it your partner, friend, sibling, mother, father, parent, colleague, or someone else? Uh, parent. He's your parent. No, no, no. What was the... What's Partner, the... friend, sibling, mother, father, parent, colleague, or someone else. Uh, can we do someone else? Ooh. Uh, you I mean, don't want him to be your parent. All right. I'm curious to see what someone else... I'm, I'm special. Okay. Now, what is the occasion? Is it birthday, anniversary, just because, thank you, holiday season, host, wedding, something else? Just because. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, how would you like Steve to feel? Appreciated? Inspired? Adventurous? Oh. Surprised or relaxed? Relaxed. Oh. Yeah, Steve needs to be relaxed. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> See, that's why this gift is going to be really special. Okay, now tell me about, we've got some interest for Steve, okay? Okay. Three to five. And then what we're going to get here is a curated list of things that you can get Steve and you can get them today. Oh, cool. That's the best part with Thoughtful.com. Like same day, day delivery? Yes. Or I got to go pick it up? No, no, no. They'll, it comes to your house. Oh. And you, then you can give it to Steve. So if okay. you're going, let's say you're going to Steve's house tonight. Yeah. And you're like, you know oh. what? I got to bring something. And I want to make the guy feel good. And he needs to be relaxed. You will be able to pick from a curated list. Do I have my, You'll be able to order it. And then it will show up at your door. Do I have my plane tickets ready? Because I have to go out to Oshawa. Oh, man. That's true. <laughs> so, do you there, get your passport? <laughs> there's an airport just north of my house. And I have considered, like using it once just to see can you can you actually fly out i don't think you can i think you need to own the plane, the plane? but i'm gonna work on it Probably Probably you can go yeah billy bishop to oshawa airport can you i don't I know think <laughs> i let's be try some it. kind of rich guy <laughs> i see all these trevor phillips from gta5 planes flying over my house about the commute <laughs> get oh yourself my God. a helicopter if i could just fly above everything because i hate traffic 
just turn into Bill Burr, <laughs> get my helicopter's license just because I'm like, I hate L.A. Is that, is that what he did? Yeah. That is literally what he did. Bill Burr can fly a helicopter. Oh, smart for yeah, him. That's so great. So he doesn't take a helicopter. So would you say self-care so, is something that Steve is do. into, <laughs> interest-wise? We're picking three to five here. Self-care, no. No, okay. Creativity. He, yes. Okay. Creative Beauty? Guy. No. No, not beauty. Cooking? Nah, no. Now, home? Yes. Okay. Steve likes his house. Foodie? Yeah. Okay. Steve likes a good sandwich. Uh, travel? Not really. Coffee? Yes. Is it good? It's good. Okay. Design? No. Wine? No. Bar? Yes. Okay. We got five. Oh. So that, if you give them five rather than three, gives you a few more options, right? We can right. just list to choose from. And here's the great thing. What's the great thing? With Thoughtful, you will get curated apps. So a recipe for comfort in the, for the foodie in your life. There are 16 gifts in that list. There is uh. coffee gifts brewed for relaxation. 12 gifts in that curated list by Andrea. There is an artist repose. Basically, something... For the creative person in your life, and it could go from anything from books mm -hmm. to, uh, uh, they've got, oh my God, they've got uh, leather-bound pens and journals. They've got record players. They've got a guide mm -hmm. to better living. And you can buy any sort of thing that you want, or any combination of thing that you want, curated by somebody who narrowed it all down for you. And that's the key, right? When you're buying, like, when you're buying on one of these big websites, which, you know, everybody does, the big thing can be... Uh, what do I, where do I even start? Right. What do I even look at? So these are things that go together, kind of like a really great dinner, right? You got, you got right. your main, you got things that go with it. And you, Ingredients. And then, yeah. And then, and then they're like, well, they've, I've included this and this and this. And you're like, I didn't know those two went well together, but they do. So thoughtful.co, check them out for all your gift giving needs. And especially around the holiday season, it's going to, it's just going to make things easier for you. And that's the key. Make it easy. Make it smart and make it time efficient. You're busy. Don't waste time. Thoughtful.co. That's all I got to say. Now, let's get into the Mike Babcock stuff. That felt nice. Because um, I don't know, like, you know, you're going to hear, <coughs> I don't know if we need to go more into the games. The games were fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Yes. The reactions were fun to watch. And you said something, and I want to repeat it. The yeah. reaction from the player said it all. Yes. Now, uh, we do know that Mike Babcock, according to Elliot Friedman, is going to take some time on what his job is going to be, but we do know this, and this is interesting. Sheldon Keefe phoned Mike Babcock after the coaching change. Those men had a nice conversation, and this is from Elliot, traded some notes on what had been going on with the team, and it's just a sign of the good relationship they had built while working together inside the organization the last number of years. Mike Babcock also sent Keefe a text message after the Leafs won in his debut in Arizona, and I know that's something that Keefe really appreciated. Yeah. I think um, we, again, need to separate the difference between a coach that maybe doesn't manage players very well and a bad person. Right. Like, too many people are talking about Babcock like he's the devil himself, and maybe he's treated some players poorly. Uh, evidence suggests, yeah, he has. But uh, can we stop talking about this guy like he's a well, horrible person? Obviously, you've seen Mike or um, Mike Commodore's tweets forever, mm -hmm. and I don't know, I don't know what there is to say about that other than it sound it's a little sad. Do you have Mark Fraser's tweets? I've got Jesse? them right here. Uh, you, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna read them. So yeah, okay, you might as so well. So Mark Fraser, who never played for Mike Babcock, no, and played that's for the Leafs, but yeah, played for the Leafs, never played for Mike Babcock though. Very Anyone important. who thinks at Commie Twenty Two, Mike Commodore, needs to lay off Babs, just doesn't understand how much players have, how much hate players have for him. It's beyond him scratching Commodore 
or saying he was out of shape. NHL players are a very small population of athletes and people. We share stories throughout the years with each other and those outside the locker rooms. You will never fully understand some of the terrible, undeserving things Babs has done to some of his players. You don't have to like all your coaches, but he is one who 95% of players can't say a good thing about. With the ability to end players' careers, he's chosen to do so to long-serving vets that have resulted in all of his players turning against him. He's used his power to turn teammates against each other and chose continuously to lie to his players. Commodore may have strong public opinions of Babs, but in our fraternity of NHL and former NHL players, he's speaking for the masses. He's speaking for the countless players who have personally told me their terrible stories of Babs just being a bad guy. He's speaking for all the Maple Leafs who wouldn't dare speak the truth right now, but damn sure want to. Commodore has so many players' respect. If only the outsiders in the hockey world knew the truth. That- so that is that's great and our and and makes a ton of sense and is well put. Don't tweet out pictures of the guy moving out of his place, you friggin' psycho. What's the matter with you? Right? So that's Mark Frazier saying all the right things. And if Mike Commodore had just said that, mm-hmm. I would have taken that totally fine and been like, huh, hadn't thought of it that way. Or, huh, some great points. But you're tweeting some pictures that someone sent you. Like, like what a creep. What a creep. That's gross, man. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not down with it. And it spoke volumes to me. So I was watching the Spit and Chicklets uh, reaction to it. And uh, everyone was going, oh, you got to get Kami on. And they were, they all sort of at the same time were like, mm, no, not right now. Yeah. I think they might at some point. Who know, Knowing our luck, it's probably getting uploaded right now. But uh, something something's wrong with that guy. The man selling t-shirts based off of... Mike Babcock's fire. Pack your shit. He sells pack your shit t-shirts. Like is that like is that new? Because he's always said pack your shit though. Are they packing like, it? No, yeah, it has Babs on it, like, which is amazing because I tried to sell a shirt that said Babcock be getting paid and they wouldn't let me. What where what uh, he said Babs is he, though. He just said Babs. Ba- oh, that so that's yeah, fine. That is fine. But you can say also that. just literally William Nylander's face three times is also fine. But. The actual word back. Well, it's because it's his name. It's just that's that's a different level, you know. That's not like your a whole, regular reaction. Like you were an NHL player for God knows how long. He he climbed, didn't he? Climb like Mount Kilimanjaro or something. It says in his Twitter bio. Like he's led a fascinating, fulfilling life. Yeah, it says he summited Mount Kilimanjaro on 5216. He's he's led a spectacular life uh, by most people's standards and his entire brand is hating one guy. Well, is it just a brand? Is it just a bit? I don't Maybe. know. I think he really hates him. <laughs> you know, also, that'd be interesting if it was just a bit. It as long as we're tracking all the breadcrumbs. Like one of Matthew's uh, most recently uh, tweeted pictures on his Twitter profile is uh, him tweeting at Mike Commodore going, hey, thanks for letting me use your stall because he was at something or whatever. Why would you Why would you send that to someone everyone knows hates your coach's life? And I want to say that was within weeks of the famous Arizona summit, the first one between Matthews and Babcock. Why would you do that? Well, because he was 20. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. But, like, I just, I just, 
we pretended like everything was fine. I think things have been rotten for at least two years with this team. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, Commodore going that far is, is it's ridiculous. Well, it's concerning, man. Like, oh, I hate this guy. Oh, let me tell you this story. I'm down for all of that. The the picture was way too far. I think, I think you can you can understand the point of view, but you can question the method. Look, okay, we roasted a website called Twenty Five Stanley for that famous picture. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning were in Montreal. Stamkos. And, what did I say? No, no, I said. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm adding to your story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were standing on a street corner, looking into Stamkos's hotel room, and they took a picture of him. What's the difference? What's the difference? Just because he's an ex-NHL player, it's not creepy? It's just as weird. It's definitely just as weird, except Stamkos at least waved. He knew what was going on. That's a guy trying to move out of his house after getting fired. I don't know, it's creepy to me. Well, and, and I, 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 gotta, I gotta say, I take umbrage with Mark Frazier. Okay. Hmm. Um, first off, you never played with him. Yeah. So it's none of your, it's not, this is not your story to tell. Which he didn't tell any stories. So here's the, like if like at least Commodore played for him. Mark Frazier never played for him, and he's and he's defending, he's defending a guy who literally puts out rage porn. <laughs> what Commodore is putting well, out there is rage porn. That's, that's all that is. People love to see, and you can hate Mike Babcock. What I don't care what your opinion on Mike Babcock is. It's the same people that that retweet Donald Trump and burn him. Oh, I got I got Donald Trump made him look stupid, and I got ten thousand retweets. That's funny because I know the specific people that do that. You They're know, like, oh, I, I got the president. Oh man, he's gonna step down now. Sure got him. I tweeted, okay, boomer, at the president's Whoa! account, <laughs> and I'm gonna do the same thing to AOC. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just okay. No, like, like, chill. Okay, that's outrage porn. Right. Again, you're it's Sunday. You're loving. Go do some other shit. Right. You're loving the fact that a successful, notable person, which Mike Babcock is, is getting torn down by a guy who used to play for him. You love it. Sure. And there are a lot. Actually, you look at the replies. Actually, and they're not good. Commodore, like there's, it's decidedly people going, dude. They're not good because you're you, and uh, Twitter's uh, the the mentions are catered towards you though. Oh. So it's probably a lot of people that you follow who are like. The, the further down you scroll, you're going to get a lot of LMAOs and uh, certain right. logos. But yeah, it's it's weird to see Mark Frazier, a guy who's uninvolved in the Leafs organization with the guys who are currently in it, coming to defend this NHLer. And and what Mark Frazier might, said might have been true. But Mark Frazier's not just defending what Mike Commodore, the, the, the essence of what Mike Commodore is saying. He's defending the specifics. He's saying, you think, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? This is this goes beyond Mike Commodore could do this. I fucking hate Mike Babcock. Here's why. And you let it go. Yeah, which he, he has done. Which he's been, done and, and, but times. he's been shit tweeting the guy for years. Yeah. At what point does that become unhealthy? And and Mark Frazier saying anyone who thinks Commodore needs to lay off Babs just doesn't understand. No, Mike Commodore needs to lay off Babs for Mike Commodore's sake. Yeah. It's, Dude, it's his brand. You gotta move on. It's his unless brand. it's unless it's a bit and you're making money off it. Right. And then I guess <laughs> You know, oh, I'm get, sure he needs it. But this is <laughs> what the f- this is a lot of the problem that we have right now 
with with this is a social media issue, but in this particular way, it's people going. It's it's honestly all this is is Real Housewives, but hockey edition. You yeah. love the Real Housewives, or, you, or actually, you know what? A lot of the people that listen to this show. When we were talking about The Bachelor and we were having fun with it, people were like, that's bullshit. I hate that fucking show. You it's guys the same are, thing. You guys are pussies. Why would you watch that? You think this is any different? No. This is a fucking reality show. Yeah. And it's, and it's you know what? It's, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. It's toxic. Yeah. Mike Commodore is not doing Mike Commodore any yeah. good but by like, doing this. I don't know. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, you're and not. And Mark Frazier. I'm sorry, yeah. but. Who? And I, I don't like how he framed it as you don't understand because you've never played in the NHL. No, fuck you, man. Come on. This is called real life. Come I will, on. I will I, say... Like, you can un- I can understand what Mark Frazier is saying yeah. about people hating Mike Babcock. His point but is not, I never played for him and even I know how bad it is. Great. Say that. You yeah. can't defend posting a picture of the guy leaving his apartment. Yeah, that's where I'm like... I think what he said was legitimate. His timing and reasoning was If Mike Medano comes out and tweets, you know what? I don't like Mike Babcock. You know why? Because my hockey DB says fourteen hundred and ninety nine games played. Yeah. And I'd be like something. concrete example, guy who could not like him. You know? But that's fair. How, how about is, how about yeah, I wanna I wanna see a player's tribune article from Mike Medano about what it was like to sit in the press box the night of what should have been his 1500th right. game. Yeah. Like, I'd love I mean? to hear that. I Mark, would love to Mark hear that. Frazier is, I heard from some guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to defend this shit. And and for Mike Commodore, I I feel like I don't want to yeah. No, I feel no no, I'm 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 going to say it. I don't This is my opinion. <laughs> Mike Commodore needs to move on, man. No, yeah. you're 100% exactly. right. Because Mike Commodore deserves better than this. How many years in ago? In his life. Like when when This is fuck dude, it's at least 10. It's he deserves while. better than this. He deserves not to have this anger in his world. Mark Frazier. Commodore deserves better than this. That's what, what I mean. Yes, yes, yes. Mike I Commodore agree. deserves better from Mike Commodore. Mm-hmm. Mark Frazier, stay out of it. You didn't play for him. Sorry. Yeah. He I understood the point him. he was trying to make. No. But no. He, he I think You're he bombed it. You're not the guy. He bombed it a little bit. You're not the guy, yeah. Mark Frazier. Who I actually didn't mind when you played for the Leafs. I, I enjoyed him. No, man. That yeah, guy okay. broke his face. Yeah, man. He was great. For the team. Oh, it's not... It's And this isn't a personal attack on Mark Frazier. I understand what he's saying. I get where you're going. But you didn't play for him. Mm-hmm. None of these stories are yours. So you're just propagating hearsay. Mm-hmm. And what good is that doing? Oh, you have to understand that a whole bunch of people hate hate Mike Babcock. Do we knew that, know? Mark. We know that. Right. Detroit said that. Yeah. You think Datsuk and Zetterberg and Lidstrom loved Mike Babcock? No. Didn't they, when 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 uh, who was still playing in were D- Datsuk and Zetterberg were still in Detroit when Babs left, right? Uh, yeah. Or was it Datsuk? Just Datsuk. I think I want to say they. I want to say Datsuk and Babs left at the same time, and Zetterberg stuck around for one or one two more years. One of the years. two of them said it was probably time. Yeah, and that was all you needed to know. I think that might have been Zetterberg. I th- I felt I didn't I read a quote from Dan Cleary this past week that was like a little bit critical, and I'm like. Oh my God! He was the number one guy who I saw Red Wings fans complain about. Going, why is Babcock putting Cleary in the lineup? And Cleary, and he had something to say. I was like, Oh my God! There's got to be something here. Because of what Mark Frazier said, and because of what Mike Commodore has been saying for years, and what's been whispered whispered about. Moving to Mike Babcock for a second. Yes, Uh, Uh, Babcock did coach uh, Datsuk and Zetterberg. Well, I know that, but I was just wondering if they were still there after he left. When Datsuk left, sorry, yeah, I phrased that wrong. When Datsuk left in 2015-16. That's when his contract was traded to Arizona. That was, 
That was the Babcock's first year. first year as a as a Leafs head okay, coach. Okay, so it was it probably Zetterberg then. Probably. Probably. Yes. Doesn't matter. Yes. Yes. The point One here of... is is let's move let's shift the conversation away from Commodore and and, and Frazier. I understand what both of them were saying. I don't I don't particularly like the method either. I don't like the method. I don't like this this outrage or this 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 rage porn that's on Twitter. I really don't like it. I don't like it when people do it for political reasons. I don't like it when people um you know, you can you can tell someone off online, you'll never win. But you can do it. No. And there was there was a lot of but, that but, with the Bortuzzo making, stuff where I'm like, guys, yeah. you're wasting your day. Stop. Yeah, but like it's like at a certain point it's like, okay, fine, you gotta put your opinion out there, whatever. But let's move on to what Mike Babcock is. Mike Babcock is a good hockey mind, fair? Hockey yeah. mind? Yeah. Sure. Mike Definitely. Babcock, as as Mike Stevens said, did not luck into seven hundred wins. Sure. But at a certain point, and I don't think Mike Babcock's the kind of guy to do this. At a certain point, you need to realize when the game is passing you by. There's, mm. I don't even think it's the game. It's culture of the game. Yeah. It's response from players. And Mike's a guy. Doesn't he have a psychology degree? Something like that. So yeah. he's always about mind games. This guy, he's always a uh, silent assassin sort of thing where he's like messing, messing with your head and everything that you say means something to him in some sort of way that he interprets it. And, and what Mike needs to do, and I don't think he will, but I think this is what Mike needs to do, is to go back to his ranch in Saskatchewan yep. or go somewhere hot, wherever he enjoys it the most. Maybe Michigan. And have a look at... Maybe Ibiza. Why? Maybe. Yeah. Why everybody you who's played for you hates you. <laughs> I mean... Why is Mark Frazier... Well, damn, Adam. What, stop skirting around the issue. <laughs> why is three-year <laughs> NHL vet Mark Frazier <laughs> tweeting about how much everybody hates you, Mike? I and, feel like and, he's and, done a little bit of radio. I don't know. Frazier, I, don't know I, don't what, know. I don't know what he's doing. The point here is not Mark Frazier. The point here is not Mike Commodore. Mike Babcock, for the longevity of his career. Listen, Mike's made his money. He doesn't have to work again in a day in his life, neither do his kids. Mike is a kind of guy that needs to work, though, because he needs to have purpose in his life. Sure. Um, if Mike Babcock wants to be successful and contend mm-hmm. with this generation, he's going to have to change. This is you. You can't tell me as an NHL owner GM, wherever you are, looking for a new coach. Let's say Calgary fires Bill Peters, which they're not, by the way. We'll get into that. Sure. And and the next guy to walk through the door is Mike Babcock, which would just be hilarious. Um, It'd be like slapshot. Trade me right fucking now. <laughs> don't tell me that this has not given Brad Trilliving or any other potential employer a little bit of pause. Oh, my God. Because when he was coming off of Detroit, it was like, yeah, the players are tired of him, whatever, but he's been there 10 years, and yeah, I guess a coach's message can get lost. Mm-hmm. But now you've been in Toronto, under the spotlight, and everybody knows. No offense, Detroit. Different. It's different. And, and that every- is a big hockey market, though. Huge different. Not Toronto. Yeah. But no, but that's like saying, well, it's, it's Boston Boston and New York. New York's the bigger market, and I think Bostonians, can, you're not going to like it, but it's, it is what it is. Oh, did, they, we they relish hear, it. did we ever hear these stories when he was done uh, coaching Team Canada? Like, after those two he wasn't weeks. There long, it wasn't long enough. Yeah, but we'd never, we'd never hear anything after those two weeks, right? It was kind of, it was fine. Well, it, other than the, that was the most boring gold medal game I've ever seen in my life in Sochi. <laughs> Just oh, awful. That was awful. But, yeah. like, they won, though. I feel like you can stomach anyone for two weeks. Yeah. You know? And like, because like those are all the top NHL players in yeah. one in one winning. room, right? And you're winning. You're yeah. winning. Like you're okay. winning. Yeah. But I, I think the the point here, guys, 
is that for the longevity of Mike's career mm-hmm. and for the success that he hopes to continue to have, he cannot keep doing this. And there's obviously something very wrong. There's obviously manipulation at work. There's obviously unfair practice at work. It's obvious. We don't have to question it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of out there. And it's because of guys like Tommy and Fraser or whatever. Do you think... Well, no, Adam. It's all s- snowflake millennials that uh, need to be coddled. Right. Snowflake millennials like Mike Medano and Mike Commodore and, and Dan Cleary and... Yeah, Henrik Zetterberg. And, stop it. Stop it. It's, it's, it's across age groups, folks. Yeah. yeah. I think if I am a GM in the NHL, yeah, he's got 700 wins, but I think long and hard about bringing in a guy who has a reputation like that now because he has left. Now, the Leafs were not performing well. All of a sudden, boom, they perform well. It's not just that the players hate him. It's also, you watch watch the Leafs for the next 10 games and see where Mike Babcock's reputation goes. I don't know how the Leafs are going to look for the next eight of the games, but we played two already. They look pretty good. It's like, if you, they, you know how on. a player if, wants to get revenge like yeah. over their former team? It's like they, <laughs> they they're getting revenge over their former selves. Exactly. I look at this and I and somebody will hire him because there's 35 names in the coaching pool and they always go back to the same names. But I look at this and go, you know, there could be something to this. So Adam, does it make sense to hire a coach who you know has a bit of a suspect past? Uh, wins a lot of fucking games though. Wins a lot of games and has a lot of very expensive years left on his contract. No. That you don't have to pay. Well, right. you do, though. You have to pay some part of yeah, once, it. Once you hire them. Yeah. No. is The uh, the Maple Leafs make up the rest of it. Yeah, they make up the yeah. difference. Yeah. yeah so, so you don't have to pay the full amount. Right. The Maple Kid- Leafs also could choose. If a team goes, yeah, we'll offer you 500 grand and the Leafs will pick up the rest of it, the Leafs will go, no. Right. Yeah, no, there is. there are certain yeah, rules against that. Yeah, the Leafs will be like, that. yeah, you pick up half or whatever, then right. they're in. But it, but they can also choose to say no. I want to mm-hmm. say there was something with Bilesma, or I, I can't remember they who can it was. They choose not to. But Adam, the guy I just described is John Tortorella. <laughs> so there's a guy who True. I completely... I wrote what, him off. When Columbus hired him, I was like, are you out of your minds? Mm-hmm. He was coming off a... Uh, Trying to fight the entire Calgary Flames team yeah. by himself. He got suspended. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a coach get suspended? For fighting. For fighting. <laughs> like, what What decade is this? Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it, and that team was such a mess. And I go, man, this happens with every team he's been with. It happened with Tampa, and he ran his course. It happened with New York, and he won a bunch of games, and he ran his course. In Vancouver, he didn't run his course. It looked like there was this degeneration of John Tortorella. He gets to Columbus... And it started to come up again. And there was the story of like a, a one player's meeting where they're like, Coach, Back listen, yeah. we actually like you. Mm-hmm. We act- And I've heard none of the same things like about Tortorella that I've heard with Babcock. There were obviously the comments like about Anthony Duclair last year and stuff like that, you know, sort of throwing him under the bus. But for the most part, players like playing for him. And they were like, dude. Let us do all the crazy stuff. You dial it back a bit, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Tortorella is like this, like kind of you know, likable guy, happy-go-lucky yeah. sort of grandpa well, figure. But also, let me throw out there that all who could the, probably kick your ass. All the key like, free agents in Columbus left. That I think is a money thing. 
Also a Columbus thing. Also a Columbus thing. You might there might be something there, Adam, for sure. There might be something. I think there. if they love the coach, they'd stick around. I think they tolerate not, him. It's not because at I very least, I I, I got to tell you, man, um, they couldn't have got out of there fast enough. Well, it was like it was like a foregone conclusion. He got into a fight with Bobrovsky mid-season. Duchesne's well, there was that. Duchesne's wanted to go. Yeah, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm the, not going to try to Duchesne's justify it. Duchesne wanted to go to Nashville forever. Yeah, you might be right. wanted to go to Florida Right, and Panarin, forever. and they put the full court press on the guys. Like, yeah, peace. But then you can't tell but me the other Columbus. side was New York. It's like, okay, Columbus, New York, and they're offering me the sun and the moon. You know, it's. I think I think that was more circumstance. Columbus offered more money. How about they this? They offered Mitch Marner money. They offered, mm-hmm. him, they offered him $13 million. You know, Mitch Marner, $13 million. Yeah, but like... I don't think that was a Tortorella thing. I don't think Marner ever wanted to leave. Yeah. I think that was all just a farce. Oh, of course. Um, you know what story we forgot about in, in all this? Because there's there's actually so many, if you actually count them up, all the little Babcock breadcrumbs. Mike Green refused to come here. Yeah. In a trade. <laughs> and, Mike Green refused yeah. to come because so he had a locker room full of Red Wings telling him not to go. And so did Val Philpola. <sighs> There's another one. The Brian How Boyle long trade. is this breadcrumb road? Like I, I, Hansel and Gretel up in this show. Like, dude, there's the the whole forest is on fire. It's not smoke, mm-hmm. right? There's something here. One hundred percent. And I'm not. And oh, yeah. again, I'm not doubting what Kami and, and Fraser are saying. I I don't like the, the I don't like the method, and sometimes I don't like the the person. No, it's not that I don't like the person. I don't like who it's coming from. I want to hear from people that played for him, and I want specific examples. But I don't. But I, 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 I agree. I think that there is a real issue here, and I don't understand. Tell me how it's beneficial to Mike Babcock to make players hate you. Mm-hmm. Like you think about it in life, how how many people really hate you? Right, dislike. Yeah, like don't like, have time like, for even, you. Even the shitty Twitter guys that you come after you. I'm sure if they met you in person, they wouldn't hate you. I've done it before. They might like. They might be like, "Hey, I don't. I don't like your hockey. I don't like the way you deliver hockey. I don't like your opinions. Fine, but to hate you, think about what it actually takes for somebody to hate you. And and even your exes might hate you at first. But do they? Do they hate you now? Mm. Five years later, they probably don't hate you anymore. No. But these guys hate them years later. That's concerning. Here, to, to, to give you a little context, I don't remember if he was traded from Detroit to Tampa or Tampa to Detroit, but uh, Commodore played for the Detroit Red Wings. 17 in, games, right? It was 17 games in 2011-12. He stopped playing professional hockey in 2014 when he played for Vladimir, or Vladimir, sorry, Vladivostok uh, in the KHL. So his final two seasons weren't even in the NHL. Like, we're we're going on we're inching closer to a decade here. Oh, the about better part of a decade. A decade. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, he's just it's reached a point where, in whatever if you want to call it generational or societal, the way Mike Babcock chooses to manage people just doesn't work. Right. And especially with the team that is currently the Toronto Maple Leafs, these guys aren't going to be motivated by that. It it worked kind of for the first three-ish years where it was a team who needed a boost 
if that was the way they got the boost, then so be it. But it seemed like it just fell off last year, and then this year it was just the I said the final last straw. Episode. It's the Leafs needed a disciplinarian when they started. Yes, they now needed inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well, and he and he never and he didn't realize that himself. No, like he could never. I don't think turn. that's what he can do. Right. Because I don't think, I think Mike thinks that his way is the only way. Mm-hmm. That Sean Fitzgerald story when he was on here. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> it's because that was the whole Don Cherry episode. Uh, so that story kind of got lost. That sent a chill down my spine. And that's why I don't think, this is, this is the problem. I don't think Mike's going to sit back and actually do an inward focus, but he should. Because Mike has too good of a hockey brain to waste on shitty management skills. And it's not hard to go out and pick up a few books on how to manage people. And it's not hard to go up and look up. And Mike's a numbers guy and a science guy and a mental health guy. Not hard to go and look that that when you are talking about managing human beings, you take money off the table. Because at, literally, money as a motivator beyond meeting your needs, it stops being a motivator beyond just meeting your normal needs. That's what they found through science. So yeah, it sounds like, well, you know, if I can make $100,000 a year, that'd be great. But then after that, money's not really the motivator anymore. You might like making money. You might have a business that makes a lot of money. The motivator then becomes, who am I working for and what am I working for? What's my purpose here? What's the end goal? Mm-hmm. And when you, when you break it down, and I'm, I'm, you, know, you can look this stuff up, what they have found in studies is, and I've said this before, the guys that scare you will get 100% out of you for a while and then it'll dip to 80 and then 60 and then you'll say, fuck off and you'll quit. That money number, by the way, is $95,000. $95,000. That's what the study says. Mm. Yeah. Because your basic needs are met at that mm-hmm. point. You can, you can feed yourself. You don't have to fall into debt doing anything. You can have a car. You can have like whatever, one vacation a year or something like that. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. Make the minimum payments on your student loans. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can pay it. There you go. Whatever the system, it is. The yeah. system's fucked, but we're going to ignore that and talk about sports. The <laughs> point is, if Mike was able to turn himself into an inspiration, mm-hmm. that number, that that you know, 100%, 80%, 60% fall off goes from 80, 100, 120 and up. Yeah. They want to play for you. Back to Travis Dermott. And I think Mike Babcock needs to take a good hard look at why people hate Mike Babcock. If the common denominator is you, everybody hates you, then it isn't everybody's problem. It doesn't even need to be hate. It's it's like it's like what we talked about. We're going about. off of what we heard from heard from you know Mark Frazier heard from a guy who heard from a guy. Well, I've but had I've had bosses direct. I've had bosses I did not like. Sure. And but like I look back on them now and like I don't really look back on them with any bitterness. Mm-hmm. But I'd talk to them. I'd have a friendly conversation with them. Might even get a beer with them. At the time, like the word I would just use is taxing. Like the 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 stories of Mike Babcock calling up all his players throughout the summer. Whenever I got a call from those old but oh. Now I got to talk to you. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a great day. I look down at my phone. Oh. My entire butt. And it doesn't mean I hate them, but... It I, was, don't, I don't know that you what, can relate What is to, the word? I don't think you can relate to hating a boss. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that these might be true. These guys are using the word hate. I've been very fortunate. I have been very fortunate. I think these guys are using the word hate. Yeah, I had teachers I dislike, but very few and far between. I I've been boss, very lucky. I had a boss I legitimately hated. I've had two, actually. Oh, that's good. And I'll tell you, um, one was in radio, one was in landscaping. Um, <laughs> and the one in radio uh, once reached out to me later. He was awful to me. 
And then, again, I'll tell the whole story when I write a book one day. Uh, he was awful. Whoa, whoa. One day he reached out. Whoa, whoa. Turf. I know, right? <laughs> Only one guy on this podcast can write a book. And, and that's he's already Jesse. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be called the world's tallest book. <laughs> Sorry. And you can only get it if you're 6'5". That is discriminatory and a brilliant marketing tactic. <laughs> I'm going to pirate it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yes, Adam? I hated this guy. And the reason I hated this guy was not because... He was an evil person. It was because he was a deceptive person. Oh, I hate that shit. And intentionally so. He went out of his way to make me, 19 years old at the time, new to, new to work, learning how to do radio. He went out of his way to get me off his own staff. And he went out of his way to make me look foolish in front of people. Not only because of because I was 19 and on the radio and he didn't think 19 year olds should be on the radio. That, that was a direct quote from him, but also because my mom was Marilyn Dennis. Well, and he really got a kick out of making Marilyn's kid look bad. Mm -hmm. And to be frank, I didn't do a whole heck of a lot. I didn't give him a whole lot of ammo. Like I was there to, I wanted to, I wanted to play, put me in coach. Like I was yeah. like ready and excited and like a puppy. He drove your Subaru Baja there. <laughs> every day, every, every a couple times a week up to Barry. And that guy, forever and always, can go fuck himself. <laughs> when when I hear you say foolish, I think of sitting a guy who's playing the home opener on the first night of his new team. You mean the Spezza stuff? I, I hear you're embarrassing Spezza. I didn't even, see, that didn't even bother me, because if you're working but on the fourth line, I get it. To think about him, like, we we defended it at the time, being like, okay, I understand that. The I Ottawa understand. thing, I didn't get. The Ottawa thing, too. And what then was the Mike, he didn't play. He didn't play. Going back, you went back to Ottawa. I didn't, didn't even think of that. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's, that you're making. You're making Mike Medan. You're embarrassing him in front of his guys. And what Mark Fraser nineteen does say other guys is he played head games. He turned right. guys against guys. Right. So when your reaction to the boss you hated is that I think of those real concrete examples, not just guys yelling "You're a dick" on Twitter, like those things. He tried to embarrass. Guys in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not right. That that uh, that boss, by the way, reached out to me a couple years later and said, boy, you sound great. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was say, yeah, I told you. Oh, did, did you make a nice <laughs> candle at dinner for yourself? <laughs> I didn't. You ought to have. But I did thank him, which was weird because I didn't want to be impolite. You were the bigger person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have just rubbed his face in it, but... No, you shouldn't. No, have. you're right. You did the right You're right. Thing. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That is... I, I'm glad that you put me in my place there. Uh, yeah. It takes a it takes a great deal for me to hate someone. That's right. And I'm very fortunate that no one has made me hate them. That's the key. Yeah. Not hate, everyone's as lucky. You know the difference between dislike and hate. Taxing and hate. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. If we're talking about guys that hate him, hate, mm -hmm. that's an issue. And if I'm hiring in this day and age, I'm not looking for a military disciplinarian because that's not how this generation responds. And you guys are, oh, snowflake, need to toughen up. No, what I need is results. So what am I going to need? Who can I hire that will get me results? And if this guy is going to make my team not want to play for him, I'm not hiring him. I don't care how many wins he's got in the past. I need to know how many wins he's going to have in the future. That's what's important. And like, and I mean, Iron Scotty Mike, Bowman's players hated him too. Iron Mike is uh, oh, Mike, uh, Keenan? Mike, Mike Keenan 
is still coaching hockey. Hasn't been in North America for a very, very long time. He's apparently the only coach that Wayne Gretzky ever hated. When did Wayne Gretzky... Oh, with the Rangers? St. Louis. St. Louis. Um, That is very interesting. And the only coach to ever win a Stanley Cup and a Gagarin Cup. And the reason he has that uh, fine distinction that literally nobody wants is because he was booted to the KHL. Do the Blues do Blues fans claim Wayne Gretzky? Is yeah, that I think I still see a couple of Gretzky like with the trumpet. Jerseys. Yeah, yeah. The game. those jerseys go... are so good. <laughs> I love those jerseys. Uh, they're do good. they go greatest the blue day. of all time? It was Wayne. Oh, it was Wayne Gretzky. Like, do they claim him? I think they claim him a little. Yeah. This this is my arrogant uh, stat thing that I like to throw out in terms of adjusted goals. The Blues still hold. Uh, the single greatest era-adjusted goal-scoring performance in NHL history. Brett Hall. Oh. Brett Hall. Because he Brett did Hall. in the 90s. Brett Hall, I think, owns number one and two. Wow. Like, just for himself. Like yes. his season. individual goals. Okay. Because okay, he had two 85-plus goal seasons. Flames legend. Wow. Yeah, Flames, Flames legend. legend. <laughs> Brett Hall, sixth-round pick. Uh, just so you or guys something. know, and we'll, we'll get into this right now, but I, I think it's sort of wrapped up. Robert Bortuzzo has been suspended for four games. Wow. Extremely light. One game worse than spitting. Meanwhile, Arvidsson's going to be out for four to six weeks. How many With games is that? Body injury. Now, it's interesting. When you watch the replay, when Bortuzzo hit, does the initial, I don't think Arvidsson was injured. On I think which Arvidsson dove. Right. Dove into the net, of course. But then... <laughs> yeah, you know whenever guys want to get a call, they dive face first into the crossbar. When he crawls Shut back up. out of the net, Bortuzzo cross-checks him again. And that, I believe, is where the lower body injury came from. So, because he, like, like Arvidsson sort of, like, bounced? Did he, was his... Yeah, okay, Jesse's got it up on the screen. Yeah, what's wrong with him? I'm trying to figure out what the injury is, which is always a dangerous game. Yeah, what a dive face first into the crossbar. Shut your face. Yeah, he like bounces, so I wonder if his ankle or knee or... What a piece of shit. Yeah, that's garbage. How often do you hear me say that about someone or I'll say they did a chicken shit thing? That should be double digits. Oh my god, that is a pathetic, pathetic suspension. On well, Robert Bertuzzi, you know, a, a history of being a predatory player, mm-hmm. a history of suspension. Robert Bertuzzo so lucky his name's not Nazem Kadri right now. I that's a that's a fucking disgrace. Go know, off, that's Steve awful. Dangle. That's he's a predatory. <laughs> and oh, back when there was respect in the game, it, f- fuck you, shut up, shut up. Robert Bertuzzo is one of the only like close to goons we have left in this league. So. If someone's fighting, it's going to be him because he can't do much of anything else. Like, all I ever saw uh, when uh, I did a little bit of Twitter homework today is there would be a terrible incident like that, Mm -hmm. and then there would be a fight afterwards, followed by no more incidents like that ever. Wrong! It happened again, and there was a fight! It hasn't gone away. Fighting solved nothing! What's Victor Arvidsson supposed to do and get up and kick his ass? Also, what is any Predator going to do fighting Robert Bertuzzo? If I'm the Nashville Predators, I go, no, 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 no. You get him out of the box. Four games? You make Robert Bertuzzo play 45 minutes for the next month. That freaking guy... to stay on the ice. That guy, Robert (laughs) Bertuzzo, plays 40... The sentence should be, Robert Bertuzzo plays 45 minutes a game until Santa Claus can be detected on the NORAD thing. 
going around. NoradSanta.org. Norad, NoradSanta.org. You know year. why? He sucks. <laughs> and he's a goon and he does that stuff. That, what Jesse's bringing up right yeah. now is an old hit. I thought this was last night, but I no. figured that was wrong because it's Nikolai Kulin so, and they're on the Islanders. So Only reason Bertuzzo's hammering down at Brock Nelson there is because he thinks he's a teammate. Guy's a piece of shit. You know what? I got to give him credit, though. He wasn't on for a single goal against in Game 7 against the Bruins. Oh, that's right. That's because the Blues scratched him. Well, hey, listen. Great guy. Only four-game suspension. Thank your lucky stars. So Bullshit. there's a tweet by uh, Cameron Bomall. It's a random user. They uh, tweeted out Bortuzzo doing the exact same thing to Brock Nelson. Multiple cross-checks a couple directly years ago. to the spine where there's no protection. Guy's yeah. a predatory garbage player. Shame on you, yeah, NHL. It's, uh, shame on you, NHL. Shame on you, shame. Robert Bertuzzo. Shame on anyone who defends this Neanderthal. That's bullshit. And now the Preds are without one of their best offensive players for the next four to six weeks. Fucking joke. Andrew Berkshire, middling defenseman who is a repeat offender, purposely injures star player on divisional rival, and I'm getting pushed back for saying it should be 20-plus games. Hockey, man. <laughs> and Stupid. You know, it's, it's, Listen. Listen, we'll get pushback on all kinds of stuff, and I'll listen to it. Yeah. Not this. No. If you're defending Bortuzzo here, you're an idiot. You're wrong. You're wrong. Go hang out with all your buddies who missed the past and shit, and <laughs> hang out with them. Go hang... Oh, man. Remember when... Oh, yeah. I remember when, and rot. That's all you're doing. <laughs> is vaguely occupying a body. Get on board with progress. That's, in any other world, that's assault. I saw some people going, that should be assault. Now, listen, dirtbag shit happens in hockey all the time. You're not allowed to punch anyone or slash anyone in real life either. But that four-game suspension? I'm not even George, mad at, that is a joke. I'm not even mad at That's Bortuzzo. That's a joke. I'm not mad at Bortuzzo anymore. You should be. Rob Bortuzzo was doing what they pay Rob Bortuzzo to do. Rob George, Bortuzzo did no, Rob Bortuzzo I, things. On, I'm mad on, at him. Talk, for, all right. talk. Sure. Rob Bortuzzo is on brand, guys. Mm -hmm. George no. Larock. George Peros. George Peros. <laughs> George Larock, I hope you're having a great day. George Peros is just doing the weak shit. That he's paid to do. He's, That's the guy you gotta be upset I, with. No, that I joke. can be upset at a guy for being an asshole. Okay, fair. Yeah, 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 he, okay, Robert Bertuzzo's being an asshole in this thing, and I'm upset at him for being an asshole, and I'm upset at the NHL for not punishing the guy who's being an asshole. Let me ask Everybody you this, guys. is an idiot. Here. How does it how does it help the NHL to have star players and and Victor Arvidsson is a star player in Nashville? Yep. Yeah. He he brings eyeballs to the screen. He's a reason that Nashville people watch Nashville Predator games. Tell me how it. Be no, sure. let me. You sure, guys, sure, had your sure, thing? sure, let me sure, talk. sure, sure. Tell me how it benefits the NHL to have Bortuzzo in in a week and Arvidsson not in four. Here's how, Adam. Oh, I haven't thought of it that way. What? What do you expect the NHL From to be forward-thinking or smart or intelligent league. about anything? It's a stupid league. Stupid league with stupid people in charge. But why is it so far behind? Why would people rather watch, like, college volleyball on a weekend than fucking hockey in a lot of places? Because it's a stupid league run by stupid people. I'm sorry, would someone like to point out the lie? <laughs> Anyone? Oh, here, go ahead and point out the lie in your little, oh, yeah, 
Remember the, it, you know, no, chilling in your bar here's what with, I the, with the felt seats that smell like four decades of farts. Jesse. Like, shut up. Shut up. Jesse, you know what I can't wait for? What's that? I can't wait for the first tweet directed at Steve Dangle that says, well, listen. The Blues won the cup last year, and they have a guy like Bortuzzo. Yeah. Maybe the Whoa! Leafs could do. Maybe the Leafs could have a lot more success against the Bruins if they employed a guy like Bortuzzo. Yeah, to but it's okay. Steve, what do you think Steve will say? And how, pray tell, uh-huh. do you think Steve will react? No, Steve will say, he'll quote tweet and say, "You're right." <laughs> and that's it. And then he'll right, leave it. <laughs> You're right. He's good. It's uh. It's it's so weird that like 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 isn't it amazing how amazing phone technology is these days that you can like actually get signal in your sarcophagus to send a tweet like that like how Sorry, I'm very riled up obviously. I, I got something for you from Adam Adam Gretz. Uh-huh. Uh yes, a- a- Oilers blogger. Yeah. Yes. Robert Bertuzzo has developed a track record of using his stick as a weapon, usually in response when he thinks an opponent has taken a dive or flopped yep. a thread. And this is from just this afternoon. It's probably Mo- only one or two things. The right? most recent one was obviously last night, and then you saw the Brock Nelson one a couple of years ago. Yep. And he said, "Remember that last shift in last year's playoffs when Esselindel flopped a couple of times? It ended up it ended with a cross check to the face." And he said, "Not exa-. And then there's another one where uh, Evgeny Malkin's upper body injury. Uh, it was listed as week to week. And Bortuzzo, I believe, uh, cross checked cross checked him in the ribs. Yep. And it was oh oh weird in the one spot where there's no protection. It's what he does. You cowards at the NHL, cowards. Give it's it a, a stunning sh- league. It's a really stunning league." How will they fuck up the same way next week? Can't wait to watch. <laughs> so let me ask you this. They're let me, terrible. Let me, let me play devil's advocate on this, guys. Okay. So let's see this. All right. So forget forget the the guys sitting on sitting on farty chairs uh-huh. for a second. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're ignoring the fact that he beat the brakes off a teammate at practice. <laughs> also. <laughs> yep. Yep. So tell me about what do you say when the NHL says you can't have the punishment fit the injury. The injury is 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 separate yeah. mm-hmm. from from the punishment. So the they're, what they're looking at is not the injury. They're looking at the act. The act is two cross checks. Mm-hmm. So, I would. So yeah. if Arvidsson's not injured, are you this outraged? I mean, probably not. But he is injured because Mm-mm. that's but what the way he the did. NHL no, looks no, no, no. at it is it's two cross checks. No. But he was well. Okay, it's let, let's say he shoves someone from behind and they break their neck. Would I be as outraged if he didn't break his neck? Well, no. But because of what he did, that player broke his neck. So are we I can't no. ignore the specific thing in front of me. And for the NHL, who takes things in a case-by-case basis, it, I think it's cowardly for them to say that. So if they were to say... Oh, uh, the well, NHL will be cowardly. Yeah, 100%. Of course. So, so what was it? The, if the NHL They're says, looking at it. They're looking. The, this is not what the NHL is saying. I'm just saying, here's what they would argue. Mm-hmm. Okay. The argument is, we're not looking at the injury. The injury does not play into the suspension until later. Because that's how they say it. Yeah. Now, they, they always say it's the injury later. Yes. First, it's the action. Steve, you are arguing incorrectly, once again. Okay. Oh, you, I mean, all right. oh, once you have again. to say... I'm not surprised. <laughs> you have to say, yes, NHL. I do agree with that. You shouldn't. Fit, uh, fit the punishment to the injury because that's that's a slippery slope. Mm. I would say NHL, 
If you have a player who is on the ice who is trying to intentionally hurt another player with their stick, that suspension in the books should be more than four games. Minimum. I would say I agree. Don't even don't regardless of whether he was injured or not. If a guy is weaponizing his stick, that should be minimum more than four games. Or he's not suspended and is forced to play the rest of the season with a rubber chicken. That's fair, too. Instead like of a stick. Whichever one you want. Can I just read it to it's, you guys? It's absurd that it's four games. Yes, it's, 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 it's a disgrace. Just flat out that action. Disgrace. I'm just ch- yeah. I'm, now, I think I'm one of these people. I'm one of these liberal cucks. Well, Adam, who <laughs> thinks? I'm, these these pussy-ass Twitter bitches, which have been called before <laughs> in my DMs. Thank you very much. I would love great that you have them open. Oh, it's 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 fun. Uh-huh. So good. It's you know honestly, most people are great. I'm like ninety nine point nine percent of people. I believe you. Um, and what's interesting about this is I actually think the injury does play a part because you look at any other part. Uh, I this is the NHL's thing. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's later. Well, if you were to look at it in a in any sort of crime punishment situation, because that's what this is. Are you sending a guy to jail for stabbing someone? Or are you sending him to jail for stabbing and the person died? And it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And again, criminal law, suspensions in the NHL, very different. But they have some similarities, do they not? The one is society, is, one's a private company. Agree. Yeah. I think that the way this private company protects its stars is a joke. And yeah. you might say Victor Arvidsson's not a star. He sure as hell is in, in Nashville. It could, it that been... matters. Your lo- the NHL is a local market brand. Mm-hmm. It's not a national brand like the NFL or the NBA. Uh-huh. It is not an international brand because they refuse to do anything internationally that actually will make an impact. They're going to skip China, I guarantee They're going to skip China again because they suck. Yeah, because they fucking But the suck. NHL wins when it's local. The All-Star Game wins because it's local. The, the outdoor games win locally do they win on tv no should they win on tv should they try to make them win on tv sure but that's a different conversation if you are taking local stars out then you are hurting your own revenue and i'll throw this out there let's say it was some random fifth liner it shouldn't even be on the team were it not for injuries and they're like whoa how did you come up with a fifth line hey, whoa. don't even allow that like some guy <laughs> congrats some guy who's yeah never going to score a goal or whatever, it, it would still be, like, I would love to know the injury. What on God's green earth did Robert Bertuzzo do to that man? I think getting a stick jammed in your back is injury enough. Like, did he fracture a vertebrae? I'm, like, well, is, is this something that's so going to recover well or something that's going to stick with him for the rest of his life? Let me read this tweet. You can tell Nashville's not happy. No. I think David Poyle had to have approved this tweet. As a result of the cross-check taken during the first period of last night's game, mm-hmm. Preds winger Victor Arvidsson will miss four to six weeks with a lower body injury. Most times when you have an injury, even if it's a result of a play, the team will just say Victor Arvidsson will miss four to six weeks. But as a result of the cross-check taken during the first period of last night's game, they're not happy. That is, It is rare to see that put in a tweet. So as a result, uh, Nashville is probably going to go after Robert Bertuzzo. With who? <sighs> Why? Uh-uh. Why? I think they want the revenge, and it won't be with him. It'll be with goals. It won't be with him. Oh, no. It, I don't think it'll be with goals either, Adam. But it's okay, because it's all about peacekeeping, right? It's all about peacekeeping. So what is That's how what this will it be about? Oh, you think it'll be one of the stars? Why not? You think it'll be Tarasenko? If you're on the Preds right now, every single player in that room 
is looking at the next game against the Blues, and they're going up around, up, up and down the roster. Who's got the most points? Jordan Bennington all of a sudden thinks he's a tough guy. What did Sh- he do? He immediately after uh, those two cross sticks uh, shoved uh, Victor Arvidsson, yeah. who was Injured. already hurt. How much does that guy weigh? One hundred and sixty-five pounds. Yeah, he is a he is a bit of a Gumby. It was it was a bullshit play for him to like, just, like get in a love tap. And I'm not saying that should happen. That's more of the same. That only makes it worse. But Robert Bertuzzi well, makes yeah, the Blues it's safer. Not what Are you should sure? Happen, it's what will happen. A guy a guy like him makes the Blues safer. I disagree. You guys know who they play tomorrow night. Are you kidding? The St. Louis Blues. Oh, is it a back-to-back? <laughs> the day in between, but yes. Ooh. They play them I will tomorrow. be watching that game. I will be watching that game. And they're probably top fighters out of the lineup now. What? Watch St. Louis and not dress Bortuzzo. Well, no, he's suspended. Oh, he's suspended. Oh, Four shit. games, yeah. Ah! Yeah. Well, and we <laughs> know Arbiton's not playing. He's not he... playing another game for the rest of fucking uh, 2019. Yeah, yeah, he won't play till January now. Man, good league, <laughs> good, good league, league. Great league. Hey, four games, four games. The Oilers want to get. Has, has Erica Branson recovered yet from the spit? <sighs> Fuck off, stupid. Oilers won again last night. Hard fought game against Vegas. Kind of looked like the playoffs. And here's the thing: mm-hmm. Dry Saddle with three assists, Connor McDavid with uh, two goals, Zach Cassian with two assists. But I want to bring something. To your attention, there's a couple things. Is it the tweet that I think it is? I don't know. Maybe there's a tweet that you know about that I don't, because there's no tweet on my on my notes. Oh, well, never mind. When you look at the Oilers' stat line, mm. Leon Drysaddle, 16 goals, 31 assists, 47 points, <laughs> 25 games. Oh my God, yeah. what? Connor McDavid, 18 goals, 28 assists, 46 points, 25 games. He's so good. <laughs> Holy shit. Next guy, Zach Cassian. 25 games, 8 goals, 10 assists, 18. Dude, that guy's on the same line! And then from there, it goes 17, 16, 16, 11, 8. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't I, matter. Here, here's the stat you need to know. Teammates with 45 points in team's first 25 games last 35 seasons. This list. Bossy Sutter, Gretzky Curry, Lemieux Brown, Gretzky Nichols, Lemieux Yager, Dreisaitl McDavid. That's wow. end of list. Holy These shit. Guys, they're too good. That's amazing. They're too good. So what's funny is all the things I said in criticism about the Oilers uh, in the preseason, 100% apply. Yeah. McDavid <laughs> and Dreisaitl are so good that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Well, it's interesting because we criticized them for doing exactly what they're doing last season. It's just a different coach and a different system, and it's working. Right. So... The and they're getting better goaltending, I believe, yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Koskinen's critic- turned his career around. Yeah. But they weren't scoring like this. They were scoring a lot, but not like this. And no. and the, the criticism was uh, Todd McClellan going, well, I'm going to play McDavid and Drysdale together. And we're like, what is he doing? Is he nuts? Well, like, they got to have depth. They got to score more. McDavid can score with anyone. And he can. He scores more with Drysdale. Those guys are on pace for 160 points. Both of them. Both. <laughs> It's, it's, they figured out a cheat code where they can just be so good it doesn't matter. And so, whether or not you can ride that to deepen the playoffs, who knows? But they can clearly do it in the regular season. That's enough right now. Well, here's the thing. like Any team, I think, could probably, a, a lot of teams anyway, uh, especially playoff teams, could ice lines two, three, and four. 
and their second line will be better than the Oilers' second line and third line and fourth line. And their defense, you can throw them up against the Oilers' defense and they'll probably be better. What the hell do you throw up against McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Guy? <laughs> you like Zach Cassie? It's funny. I was watching. There, there was God. a there was a gif going around of uh, McDavid and Drysaddle talking to Zach Cassian, mm-hmm. and people talk about it like it's the easiest job in the world. I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. Any problems with that line? Immediately, everyone's going to point at you because you're a guy. Yeah, I'm not. It's not an insult to Cassie. He knows he's guy. He knows he's happy. To, I'm, I would be the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> right? Oh my god! Guy who is happy. <laughs> guy who is. I mean, he's guy who's thrilled. He's gonna. This is a guy who Montreal gave away for free. Oh, he's gonna get like a third of the points McDavid and uh, uh, Mc, yeah, McDavid and Drysaddle will get, and it'll be a career high by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I, it cannot actually be easy to play with two players that are that god mode, like. You got to play your role to a T. It'd be it'd be weird because you wouldn't know what to do because you're never the main guy in any situation. No, case you, in point, he's got what was it, eighteen points? Yeah. Well, they both have over forty five. Yeah. Holy shit! They're unbelievable. Like, there's no defense pair in the league. You could throw at those two. What I remember, so I went to McDavid's last game in junior game. Five, I think it was, of the OHL final in 2015. And what the Oshawa Generals did was they triple teamed McDavid. <laughs> they literally, there was a Canucks prospect, I can't even remember his name. In a hockey name. game. Yeah. They threw three guys at one guy. Yes. And Dylan <laughs> Strom had to be hurt if he wasn't hurt. No, he, he was hurt. He was 100% hurt. Um, if he was healthy, the Otters probably walk to a win in that round. But the Gens knew all they had to do was just literally throw a line at one player. <laughs> and they had a good chance of winning. Also, their goalie, Ken Appleby, stood on, stood on his brain. What Drysidle gives McDavid is an unbeatable combo. It's, you know, you ever play a game of president or ass, whatever you call it? It's, they're the joker. Mm-hmm. Avalanche, who I uh, could potentially have the best line in hockey uh, when they're healthy. Landeskog, Rantanen, and McKinnon. They don't. Uh, that don't. doesn't beat yeah. two of those guys. But the only way it's this the works line. is if they're historically great, and that's what they've been doing so far. Yeah, so far it, it's <laughs> it is going to be difficult to maintain. Like one, right. one of the things we were robbed of as a hockey fan. Like I'm watching this with bated breath as a hockey fan because. Uh, Sidney Crosby, the year he got uh, all those horrible injuries, he was on pace for like 145 points or something stupid. Mm-hmm. He was on pace for the best season since like Yager won MVP in the 90s or something or like, like that. Like a Lemieux season in the 90s, yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, and then obviously he, he got hurt. Now we have two guys. The Oilers have two shots at this. Who might pick up 150 each. And, and if one of them goes down. It kind of ruins the whole thing. Yeah, no like, one's. Like, like, <laughs> you, you might throw someone else on McDavid's wing instead of Drysaddle, and they'll do well. They're not going to do a hundred and sixty no. point pace well. No, mm-hmm. I think it's. I, I think to talk about the fact that they might get injured, you could apply that to anybody. It's like, yeah. oh, I could get hurt. Yes. Okay, well, whatever. Well, this was the whole concern with them, though. In the same way that you know, Leafs fans had concern about Freddie playing sixty games. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. worried about. 
riding what, what McDavid and Drysaddle too hard. Leafs are toast. Oh, they're done. <laughs> they're done. Um, Leafs are finished if Freddie gets hurt. So the one stat I wanted to bring up that nobody's really mentioned mm-hmm. is what do we say after the first 10 games that Edmonton played? We said it wasn't really sustainable, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't that, remember. And that may or may not turn out to be true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can't remember. But my favorite part of that was the first game he played, James Neal single-handedly won the Milan Lucic trade for Edmonton. Oh, yes. Yeah. And what's been interesting is in that first 10-game stretch, I believe he had 9 or 10 goals. Yeah, I think it was 8 goals first 10 games. It was spectacular. He's got yeah. like 2 in his last 13. Oh, really? Well, he went back to where he should be. Right. Well, no, he should be a 25-goal guy. That's what he should be. Well, and he's that's yeah, roughly probably, what he's on pace for. Yeah. Actually, he's on pace for better. Probably. But, yeah, he's slowed down. He might be a streaky guy. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Finding that James Neal only has 13 goals now. He had 10 to start the season. He still only got three fewer than Matthews. Yeah. Like, that's how hot he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outrageous, yeah. Only five fewer than McDavid. Oh, he was going head-to-head with Pasternak for a while there. That's what was so crazy about it. There's Pasternak's another guy. another guy. You just go, Having holy moly. God mode season. Montreal blew a, does this sound familiar, 4-1 lead yesterday. 4-0. 4-0 lead, yeah. 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 Uh, and then a 5-3 lead and lost 6-5. to Montreal. Man. Currently, just to point up on the Leafs, two games in hand. They are third in the division, which is not a bad place for Montreal to be, considering they made the playoffs last year. But Missed. Eric Engel said it's a it's a it's a symptomatic thing that's lost them more games than they've won through they twenty. Carry Price in that too. Mm-hmm. They Ooh. have defensive flaws, mm-hmm. and you wonder with Montreal, can they outscore their defensive flaws? We wonder that in Toronto. Man, they're an exciting team. I love they watching sure the Habs. And they I sure do. are excited to be there, too. Like, they seem like they love it. Yes. Yes. They don't have a problem playing for Julianne, nope. I don't think. Uh, Max Domi was also on a nine-game goalless drought until last night. Which he was? was? A, yeah. Oh, yeah, that surprised big, me. And then he got two. For them. Yeah. Or at least two. Uh, it's a in, The league is in a really interesting place right now. We're talking about players on 160-point paces. Uh... Pasternak, I want to say, is on pace for 70-plus goals or, or or something like that. And that is at least the fourth time this season that a 4 nothing lead has evaporated. At least the fourth. Um, the Devils <coughs> gave up a 4 nothing lead to the Jets, and I want to say their first game of the season. Uh, the Rangers overcame one against Montreal. And Florida erased two in four days? Or something like that. They did it against Boston in Boston, and I can't remember who the second one was against. It's a, the league is in an interesting spot. The Leafs were up four one in the Avs, and I was like, no, they couldn't be in a worse spot. Boys, keep it at two one. This is dangerous. Kapanen doesn't get that breakaway goal. It's a tie game. Mm-hmm. It's wild. About a week ago, the Leafs. I compared the Leafs to the Flames, and I figured that they were basically direct. That was Direct. last episode. Was that last episode? Okay, yeah. so last last episode. <laughs> Four years ago. Who, who fucking knows, man? <laughs> we entered some weird time vortex for the sure. Leafs right now have 26 points in 25 games. The Flames right now, and they won last night, have 25 points in 26 games. Hmm. Uh, almost identical. The Flames, did you see the Brad Trilliving thing? No. So he comes out, and the Flames are not doing well. They're 3-6-1 in their last 10 games. This is a team that was a top of the West last year. 
Nothing's changed except they have Milan Lucic instead of James Neal, and James Neal was a non-factor for them last year. He comes out and says, this team, the responsibility of this team is with the manager. Me. Not the coach, not the players. It falls to me first. Uh, I would I, agree with him. <laughs> and I have been horseshit. So he used the gym, the gym no line. Oh, well, Tra Living called himself horseshit? Yes. And I have to tell you. Is that a Western Conference thing? I don't to... know. Okay. Don't know. okay go ahead. And at least in Calgary and Dallas, it makes sense. A lot of horses. Fair. <laughs> a lot of horse shit. Um, very ranch. Both very ranch country. Mm, hats. And, yeah, hats dressing. too. Dressing. Uh, and dressing. Sure, why not? Ranch dressing. Brad Tra Living came <laughs> out and said Brad Tra Living was horse shit. And that explains why the flames aren't good. I'm sorry. But that was the most feeble attempt to be a Kyle Dubas and take... Like, Kyle Dubas takes a lot of shit and, and takes responsibility for a lot of shit that's not his fault. Like, I respect that he's doing it, but at the same time, I'm like, don't... Don't like it. Almost like it. It almost feels like you're talking down to me here. It's but, a little annoying, Kyle, right? Yeah. yeah. Dubis would never come out and say that the Leafs aren't a good team. Like the guys he assembled aren't good enough. Well, he said that he's been his performance has been horseshit. Brad Treliving's performance as a general manager happens in the summer. It happens at the trade deadline, right? And it happens when he hires a head coach. Beyond that, what's a, like a general manager's performance? really is in the in-between spots. The players and the coach are are the people responsible truly after that. Can we you call have the to Luchich? allow that. So for Brad Treliving yeah. to say for the first 20 games that Brad Treliving has been horseshit, and then say, yeah. I'm not firing the coach and I'm not trading our star players. Okay, so... So, so you rate yourself as horseshit, and you're not willing to do anything about it? Right. Like, did you mismanage the hot dog prices? Or? Well, yeah. <laughs> so this is what I don't understand. And he's come out and said, we are not changing the coach, because mm -hmm. they've, they said they've changed the coach a lot lately. They had Hartley and Sutter before that, and they just hired Peters. I was Peters... Peters didn't take over Hartley, though. He took... That's... I forget who the hell the coach was before that. Oh, my God. Galutzen? Yes! There you go. Glenn Galutzen, the world's happiest head coach. Galutzen. Uh, remember he threw his stick into the freaking board? Yeah. <laughs> he threw it like into yes. the... And then uh, <laughs> I memed it into Batista's bat flip. Yes, yes! Yeah. They are not changing the coach because Bill Peters was just hired in 2018. But I got to ask you a question. When you make a mistake, don't you want to make a mistake quickly and move on? I, uh, I love that line from you. Yes. I think that it is Brad Tra Brad Treliving's performance will be horseshit if he doesn't do anything. And I'm not saying he's got to trade Johnny Gaudreau. That's stupid. Why but would like, you trade your best team? Although Lucic, William Nailand are more points per game. The Lucic trade, you look at that and you could be like, oh, that's horseshit. But that was this summer. Yeah, but that's when that he did his performance, like you said. That was stupid. Yeah, and now he's seeing the results of it. And he's like, oh, I guess that was horseshit. Well, and, and how you are can't... you supposed to feel <laughs> if you're Tobias Reeder or Milan Lucic or yeah. Cam Talbot? Or, wait, those those guys were all Oilers last year. Anyway, how are you supposed to feel if you're any of the Flames' acquisitions from this summer, hearing him say that? And you can't have it both ways. You can't say those acquisitions were horseshit, plus I'm not going to do anything about but them. But he also said... Yeah. He also, say it's his, not on the players, right. but I've done a bad job. No, your job is the players. And he said his his performance through the start of the season has been horseshit. He hasn't done anything. Right. Now, if he said his performance this summer was horseshit, I could be like, yeah, I think it was. You took the cast-offs, three of them, from one of the worst teams historically ever. And they're just down the highway. Yes! Yeah. You knew they were bad. You played them six <laughs> times. Yeah. You knew! 
And you knew those guys specifically weren't good. Yeah. Reader was washed. Talbot, whatever reason, didn't have it. Hey, Reader's and got a goal. Is done. Says here he's got a he's got one point in seventeen games, but it's a goal. Damn it! I'm just saying, guys. Sure. Brad for living. I, and I, not enough is made of this. Mm-hmm. Just goofballed all over his own face. Just fell all over himself. Phrasing. Okay. Yep. And and then, and then comes out and goes. Well, you know, it's it's on me. Well, th- every player that you've brought in, not just this year, every player that you brought in, you could call to account. The coach, you could call and got it. You could have called everybody out. You're the one blaming yourself. At a certain point, they have to take responsibility for it. You can't say Bill something Peters like that. Has, and I know the players have, but you can't. Don't talk down to people. Flames fans aren't stupid. No. They you, know. You can't say something like that and then not do anything. Yes. So the Flames need to do something within the next... And I would say week or two. Mangiapane or something like that. <laughs> like, are you serious? Mega pain. I, I like uh, that's what they're talking about. Like, well, the Leafs and uh, Leafs and Flames could do a deal. Mangiapane and or why? Why, dude? Didn't I call this though? Didn't I call it? Who makes worse moves than a than a good team that had a disappointing playoff? Tampa Bay. I won't really Toronto throw into that category. Toronto was okay last couple years. Yeah, they've had but, disappointing playoffs. They haven't, they haven't, like, done anything stupid. No, not too stupid. Uh, like, like Kadri was reacting to the playoffs. I think, but that's, can, that's actually. You know what? I forgot to bring that up. Let's get back to that. That's a, that's a Kadri? monster of its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to talk about him now or in a minute. In a minute. In a minute. Okay. Um, Tampa didn't do too much stupid. They gave away JT Miller to the Canucks. They got pretty decent return for him. Uh, Calgary, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? That's the point. What are you going to do? And and I I don't know, call me crazy. But anytime You're crazy. A, I'm crazy. Anytime you have a super talented team that's underperforming and has a coach with a history of super talented teams, Carolina, that underperformed until he left. Gee, I wonder. I'm sure Bill Peters is a great guy. I'm sure he's a great hockey mind. Babcock disciple. Guys, just it's obvious. You could make a mistake, make it quickly, move on. Or move on. Commit. Commit. Like, well, okay, they are committing. Let's say it is the coach then. then or, or, sorry, let's say you want to keep the coach. Well, then it's the players. Change up the players. You said you've been doing a horseshit job. Right? But they're not doing anything. Well, here's They're just the, kind of trying to see it through. So Ber- Berkey, Ryan Burke had a, a thing last week when he was talking about Dubas and Shanny, and they said, listen, he said, I, I, well, I, I liked this about Burke. He's like, I love the fact that they went outside the, the traditional coaching pool. I love the fact that they're bold enough to pick a guy that's never coached an NHL game. I love the fact that they're putting their careers on the line for this. Because they are. Dubas straight up said it. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my career you, on the line. You get to the NHL, put it all on the line. Sure. If you fail, you fail. At least you put it on the line. Yep. If you don't put it on the line, you're definitely going to fail. Yeah. And and so so Brad Trilliving, this is the issue, is that Burke said, okay, but now Dubas and Shanny have used their bullet. Their bullet was this coach. Sure. They've used their bullet. Usually you get to pick one coach. You don't normally get to pick the second one. And I wonder if that's what's happened in Calgary. Trill Living picked the wrong guy, but mm. he can't be the one to pick the next guy because his ass is on the line too. Well, if you're going to make a GM change, now's the time. I think you blow both of them out if you're going to do that. But I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think Tree Living deserves it. I think he's done a great job. I think the only thing he hasn't done is is get a like Big Save Dave was great last night, 
But let's be honest. He hasn't gotten the goaltending, the goaltender thing sorted out. That's the only thing he hasn't done. Otherwise, that team has been pretty damn good. And they've done some pretty damn smart thing. The Lucic trade was just, I don't understand. Old school bullshit hockey move. That that would be enough to me to, like, didn't well, that get Peter Shirelli fired? But that's that's a great example of, dude, make this player I got you work. Make well, this I think, player I, think I got Bill you Peters work. Is trying. I don't think. He... No, I'm talking about Neil. Oh. The problem was not getting him right uh, in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You get him right. Who knows? You maybe you beat the Avs, and then and then what? Right. That's a good point. You figure out the James Neal situation. You get him to score more than seven goals. Which it's James Neal. How hard is it? It's like how we were looking at Barry. He doesn't have one goal. How hard is it to get Tyson Berry one goal? <laughs> no, no assists in his last ten or whatever. If it's Martin Marincin, okay, that's a challenge. Right, <laughs> right, but it's but James Neal. Yeah, right. Yeah. right, right? That's like, a good so, point. So that's a really good point. Yeah. So like, to me, uh, the mistakes they're old. <laughs> they're yeah, they've old already mistakes. piled up. T- they're yeah. still paying they, for I, it. It sounds like they've run out of time. So this, you know, I don't think he deserves it. Uh, maybe he does. If you're not willing to fire this coach, he deserves to pay for it with his job. But maybe he can't because they're saying, no, you hired him. Well, you then it's him. on people above Tre Living to right. shit or get off the pot well, and I'm figure sure out what they're doing. probably doesn't want to go to them and say, we need to make a coaching change because they'll say, <laughs> why should we trust you to make another one? You already you just did this. hired this guy. Yeah. Well, if you have to ask Brad that question, then he's not your GM, is he? No, he's not. If Jim- That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. These guys don't turn it around. Forget Bill Peters. It's tree living that's gone. All right. If uh, if Jim Tree Living was sitting there on Dragon's Den and he saw the Calgary Flames as a business, he would not buy into it. Whoa. I'm out. He would exactly. He I, would actually, say, I think he would invest, but then he'd have to make some wholesale moves. Because remember, they come in. They sometimes come in and they're like, "Now I, mm. I am the captain." Now hey, Kevin O'Leary is like, <laughs> "I want to hear more." <laughs> what's, what's this Kevin about o- Milan Lucci? Kevin O'Leary, if he said what he really thought, I think would probably just be like, no, no, no. But they have to continue to make a half an hour show. Right. <laughs> you so, got to fill 22 minutes of television. I'm going to hear more of this terrible, terrible <laughs> pitch that you put in front of me. Oh, so you're going to take toenails and turn them into houses for the homeless. Wow. Mm. Okay. And you value your company at $10 million? <laughs> That's always my favorite. How do you where did you come up with that number? <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, well, we think that's the number. Oh, so you have nothing to back this up. So many of the, there, there are so that. many that's people, awesome. and, and I learned this, the, there were a couple courses I took in school. People, it's, ideas are almost easier to come up with. It's justifying them financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a difficult point. So many people, oh, I got this wicked product. Uh, what do you value yourself at? And it's like. Uh, what? So, sorry, what was the question? Two hundred thousand dollars, five percent. Two hundred thousand, and what is that based on? Uh, Nothing. I want that. Uh, so you've invested your entire life savings into this. Uh, this is literally <laughs> what you're doing for a living. This is how you're gonna feed your family, and you've put no thought into any of the financials. That's correct. Yes, uh, the, but they're really sturdy houses. They're only made of the finest toenails. And <laughs> are, are you in or are you out? <laughs> are you? Yeah. What's it going to be, Mark Cuban? What's it? Gonna be? <laughs> Mark Cuban. Yeah. What's it going to be? Hey, we come don't... on! You have the money, Mark. <laughs> we don't talk about Shark Tank. 
Yeah. Those Steelers. No, we, oh, we talk about Dragons. What Den. came first? Dragons Den. Den. It's really? so much old. Yeah, they, Kev- that's where the idea is. But Kevin O'Leary was. It's smart a Canadian enough. idea. Yes. Yes. CBC. I'm so And proud. then so Kevin O'Leary was like, Ah, interesting. How about if I change the name and bring it to the states? Right. And mm. put myself on both. And he now did. I'm on NBC. And he owns it. <laughs> Yeah. He owns the American. He own part owns the American version. Also, that's family feud. business. Mm-hmm. Family, uh, family feud coming to Canada. Yeah, yeah with Jerry D. That'd Jerry be cool. D. I like mm-hmm. Jerry. The um, the commercial that ran during hockey night was very funny. Yeah, 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 yeah it's good. Yeah, now, it's good. Um, anyway, the Flames are very, very interesting. If they turn it around, none of this matters. None of what we talked about matters. But if they cannot turn it around, mm-hmm. I hate to say it because I think it would be a loss to the Flames. And if it were me. I'd say to my GM, you know what? Fine, you made a mistake. Get it right this time. You'd I, give him another shot? I would give Trilliving another shot. I would also never have allowed him to to do the, the Lucic trade. I guess maybe as an owner, you're not supposed to get involved. But if it was me... <laughs> that uh, must have been signed off, though. It had to have been because it's an expensive deal. Mm. Uh, Trilliving is a guy that I think is a benefit to any team he's a part of. But I also think he needs to be surrounded by people that can... Stop him from his worst old school hockey vices, such as trading for a Milan Lucic contract. Uh-huh. Man, like I'm looking at the Flames and like RFAs and UFAs, like well UFAs. You deal UFAs at the trade deadline. Man, they got Travis Hamonic and Michael Froelich. Like everybody signed long term. Yeah, man. Like, but this is the thing. What, what you That's maybe a talented do. team. What you maybe do, I think, it more realistically, again, because I learned from you guys talking about uh, how upper management works, um, you fire, you gas the coach immediately, you give him a shot with one interim coach. Yep. Yep. You have till the end of the season to impress us, and if you don't, gone. You're yep. gassed. Because, I don't know, it's not like they're fitting also, to have a, a really big uh, deadline. Here's the problem with that. Here's the problem. Now you're 25 games in. Who's out there? Like at least the Leafs had Keefe, who they developed. They'd waited to develop for four and years. And Babs they is had an interim plan. coach. They had a plan. Who does Calgary have? Uh, I bet. Who's open? I bet they've called Babs. Like I think he's probably. I think he could be lured by a Calgary. You know? Oh, 100 I- percent. I'm just asking if first off, if Bab- Babs wants to do that, that's great. I mean, yeah. I think he'd be. I actually think that but they he, turn around under him. I honestly do. I think he's effective right away. Maybe. Um, but, like, he's not interim. No, he's got to be that good. I'm talking about, uh, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, a Peter Horacek. Hmm. Like. Oh, you can't commit to that. No, no, no. It's not literally him. Fired. I'm talking about he no, was, he was Randy like Carlisle's assistant. I know, but you can't bring in a guy like that. You have to bring in a new head coach. This is a team that's supposed to win. They need a, they need a guy who's going to stick around. They can't have an interim tag on a team that just won the Western Conference. This is oh, never yeah. a so good hot. sign when we're grasping at straws that's, here. That's the thing. There was, there's, that's the other problem I'm probably never... facing is who do we bring in? Mike Keenan? Mark Crawford? Trying to think of who else. Like everyone was hoping so bad that Minnesota would be worse than they are, so that they could fire Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> who are the Chicago's affiliate team? Rockford. No, sorry, no, I've got it wrong. Vegas's affiliate team. Oh, the Chicago Wolves? Wolves. By the way, yes. why did it? Why did the Blackhawks not have the Wolves as their affiliate? Uh, It'd be a lot easier. Anyway, who's coaching the Wolves? I'd be calling that guy. I have no idea. They're why, pretty good, aren't they? Why of the Chicago? Oh, just because they're a good team. Aren't they one Are of the they? best? I don't know. Well, isn't Garrett Sparks like backstopping them? Oh too? well, I mean, yeah. Any team looks good when you have a nine fifty save percentage or whatever he's got. 
Rocky Thompson. <laughs> Rocky Thompson? That guy used to be coach what? of the... That's the most hockey fucking name I've ever heard in my life. Rocky Thompson, I think, Good used Rocky to... Thompson. I want to say play for the Toronto Roadrunners. Yes. Did he? Yep. I yep, remember I Rocky so. Thompson. He played 10 games uh, with the Panthers, and uh, yeah, I remember him too. Adam, the uh, Chicago Wolves are currently second last in their division. Okay, that's wrong. Who the fuck? What? Are, isn't there a team? Isn't there? I thought Garrett Sparks was like killing it for them. He I don't was. Know. They, uh, they sit 26th in the league out of 31 teams. They have okay. 17 points. Who's number one other than the Marlies? The first team in the AHL is the Milwaukee Admirals. They're 14 and 3. Who's their coach? They've won 10 games in a row. Good for the Milwaukee Admirals. How about the, who's head coach of the Stockton Heat? The like, Mo- just, I, don't, I don't think this is a good exercise. No, it's not. Is Again, it not? we're <laughs> grasping at straws, right? Yeah. So I don't I'm not I'm not aware of their system, right? Like I am with the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, for so there might Keith. be a guy. So yeah, there might be a guy. Uh but if that's not the guy, I'm at a bit of a loss. Yeah, where's my other than just one? steady on the rudder and keep going. I suppose. Like I feel like they've made their mistakes. They've made their mistakes. Dougie Hamilton's having a good old time. I don't know. You can't put this on Elias Lindholm either. It's they're not um, looking good. The Nazem Kadri stuff yesterday was interesting because yeah. he, he did the sit down with was it David Amber? Yes. And mm-hmm. they talked about the trade and and uh, Kadri said, "Well, you know, I know these trades happen quickly, but I didn't even get a face to face with Dubas." And then Dubas, when asked about it by Ron McLean, is like, well, these things happen quickly. And, right. you know, I absolutely should sat, sat down with him. But it was kind of like the trade was made and I had to call him and say the trade was made. Well, because you have minutes. Yeah, because you're sending it to the head office. Well, and, and, and he also you, and, had a no trade thing. Yes, and but also you don't want him to find out from someone else. He reads it on Twitter from Chris Johnson mm-hmm. or something like that, right? I found it quite interesting that Nazem Kadri thought that he deserved a sit-down from an NHL general manager. This is a guy who's been in the league how long? Knows that that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. And after two straight suspensions, at the worst possible time of the year, you think, and I love Kadri. So let me me be that. This is the caveat. I love the way he plays. I love his attitude. I love how much he loved this city. Mm-hmm. And this city loved him, too. There were a lot of people that hated on Nazem Kadri the way they're hating on William Nylander now. But there was a lot of us. He was, who a, every he sing- was a bona fide star in the city of Toronto. Yes. He couldn't walk, he couldn't walk down the street. Yes. No. However, no. and I, I'd say this to my good friend. Sorry, you think after what you pulled. Yeah. And, and forget, forget the suspensions. You think that you're going to get a sit-down from an NHL general manager ever mm-hmm. if you're not the captain? Yeah, yeah. dude. Like, Sorry. If you're, okay, if you're Matt Sundin and you've played here 12 years and then they're about to trade you, I'd probably go to your house and sit down and say, Matt, listen, we got to rebuild. Do you mind going to Philly? Which is almost what happened. Well, um, <laughs> but not quite. But not quite. Um, or, or, you know, if, if um, you know, if it's... Sidney Crosby and the Penguins need to rebuild, and they want to. And Crosby <laughs> wants to have one more kick at the can. Ray Bork, when Ray Bork yeah. was traded from Boston to Colorado, I'm sure was it Harry Sinden that was general manager. I'm sure it was whoever the GM of Boston was at the time sat down with him and said, "Listen, Ray, we're going to trade you. We're in a rebuild. You've been amazing here. Thank you, Nas. Are you out of your mind? You do not get after what you pulled." 
and sorry level of player, mm-hmm. you don't get a sit down. This and is he's business sick. and you move on. He's and sick, he, but he's not like super duper. He also said, I know it's a business, but he also know you can tell he's upset about it. Like, hey, I'm a little like I didn't understand. What don't you understand? Did you think that you were gonna stick around here after two straight suspensions? Yeah, like Come I, on. It broke my heart. It, it did. And honestly, if he doesn't get suspended in that Boston series, I think they win. He's, Leafs well, win. forget he forget they win. He's still a leaf. Right. Yeah. They, okay, yeah. you got to trade a forward uh, in order to um, uh, get some Cabinet, better help on D. Cabinet, Janssen. They would have gladly traded either of those guys, I think, for the value cadre. Oh, well, you, you this, still this three-center thing. Dude, put him on the wing then. Yeah. Look what the Oilers do with Drysaddle, and uh, look what the Avs have done with Kadri. Mm-hmm. They lost guys and threw them on the wing for fun. Funsies. Kadri's a great player. He's so good. He doesn't get suspended. He's elite. And it wasn't just the playoff suspensions, man. This guy, there were all kinds of, if we're going to talk about Babcock breadcrumbs, there were all kinds of pain in the ass breadcrumbs with Nazem Kadri. Mm-hmm. And and that was part of what I've said on the show multiple times. Uh, it uh, Dating back to last season, it was a miracle Nazem Kadri was still a Leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Mir- Friedman brought up his parents being called on the broadcast. Really? Yeah, in the I didn't know that was public. Yeah, in the in the headlines, he brought up his parents being called in to talk to him about the first time he That's al- was almost now? traded. Yeah, well, he said it. He said it on national television. We've known so. about that for years. Yeah, we weren't allowed to talk about it because of because of how mm-hmm. we heard it. I wonder if it's still in the headlines clip. I'll bring it up. But yeah, I would love to. See, yeah, I've known and, about that for years. It wasn't just him button heads with uh, Eakins. And Ron Wilson not liking him very much. And, I don't know, Randy Carlisle sort of found a role for him. And I, I don't him think... Him and were pretty dynamite together for a while. Absolutely. As, like, this weird third slash first line. Um, and then liking Lupul's thing when Lupul is like, I'm ready to play. Oh, like... Just, just... And then getting... Susp- you know, you got suspended probably by the Leafs for, like, showing up hungover. And how many times do you go, Nas? Yeah. So that's another one where you go, Nas, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we love you, but like it's like it's like it's like your your friend who's really talented, really smart, but also occasionally does bonehead stuff, and you're like, man, and you that go, was boneheaded. Come no, on, man. no, but if you just get to know him, he's actually and he really, probably is. It, no, but like with with your friend, oh, right? Yeah. Um, it was you couldn't possibly come back with him. Head into this season, much less the playoffs. With a player who's gotten suspended in the first in the same game in the first round of back-to-back playoffs, can't build a team on that. And I love him, and I think if he keeps himself out of suspension territory, him and the Avs will go to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> I believe that in my heart of hearts, but it's up to him. I would also love to see him back in a Leafs jersey later in his career. Oh my God, that'd Nothing be awesome. Make me happy. I want to see him back in a Leafs jersey tomorrow, but it is what it is, man. Is what so I just found that a bit like, come on, Naz. Really? Come on. <sighs> you were not going to get a sit down. Stops and, and stop. Like, do we take a pot shot to Kyle Dubas for? Like, yeah, it also happened on July 1st. You know, when all the moving parts are happening, yeah. you think Dubas is going to take some time to go sit down with Kadri? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh. I, I'm sorry. Kyle Dubas doesn't have time for you. Uh, no. He's, he was also, he nixed or traded to Calgary. Yep. Before that, so yep. he knew this was coming. So, like, on top of all that. of <laughs> those pain-in-the-ass things, <laughs> yeah. you shot down a trick. Like, come on, hours man. before? Work with us here, man. Like The city, 
Man, when he comes back to Toronto, the city's going to explode. Oh, yeah. It's going to be I think what the Avalanche fans gave uh, Barry and more. I think that uh, Nylander will follow a similar track to Kadri in the sense that yeah, I was talking to like my brother-in-law's you know, father-in-law last night. And the one guy that he picks oh, out, this is a guy who's uh, an older man. The one guy he picks out that he doesn't like is Nylander. He said, that contract stuff, what's he, what's he think he is? I'm like, so the Marner stuff didn't bug you? Oh, that bugged me, but you know, over it. And, <laughs> and I said, you know that Willie didn't do anything. He just was Willie and wouldn't sign for what the Leafs were offering him. But Marner's people leak shit into the public, and that was okay. Yeah. And I think what'll happen is, is Nylander, when he comes up big, and I'm serious about this, I meant what I said last episode, and you were absolutely right. Willie, I've defended you for years. Can you pay me back? Yeah, and not, not pay me back in zone entries. Pay me back in spectacular fucking goal it's at a not, time when it's needed. It's Thank you very much. It's not on William Nylander to be the... Cl- You're paying yes, John Tavares, Morgan Riley, uh, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. He's score a big goal once he, in a while No, but too, he's man. like fifth on the rung of guys you expect to score a big goal. Morgan Riley makes less. No, but it's not about the money. It's his role on the team. It's a little I, bit about the money. It's it's a lot. It, for everybody else, it is about the money. And I would love for Willie, I would love for Willie, to come up with a big play. He doesn't have to even score. Come sure. up with something like listen. I I, and I love here? this guy. I, I defend this guy. I don't no, know no, no, where no. you're going. He, with because this. he's the same as Nas in the <laughs> sense that people didn't like him, didn't want to like him, didn't want to like him. Okay, begrudgingly I like him. Okay, I fucking love this guy. Yeah. And Willie's gonna be that guy. But when it's gonna happen, like it did with Naz, when he start when there's a big play that people can wrap their heads around. I'm sorry to everybody that loves advanced stats, but the average fan doesn't give a shit about zone entries. William Nylander doesn't give a shit. William Nylander isn't gonna get suspended in back to back playoffs. It's fine. That's true. That's you true. never know. He just <laughs> snaps. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what snapping would be for him. He do you know like his Stanley Cup interview, like when the Leafs win it uh in June, is just gonna be him going, Woo! So Willie, you scored the game winner between your legs <laughs> on a breakaway, shorthanded and triple style. overtime, lacrosse style <laughs> with a clown who broke onto the ice riding riding on your back. Uh-huh. What do you gotta say about that? Like, I I think that's the only word he knows. Uh huh. I'm kind of and then maybe how, and maybe his name. That? And how can you hate that? You give me you give can't. me Willie's big moment and let it happen this year. Whatever. What about the five moment. guys before him that should have? They the big have moment? had big moments. Matthews in his first game. What have they? Four goals they, had, they haven't wait. won anything. No way. They, they haven't had a big moment Guys, to win. Willie. They, they Willie, haven't. Willie set up. Name one thing they've won to have a big moment. It's not nothing. about. It's it's about a big moment. In I'll season. name them. Okay. Oh, sure. names. Like, okay. Well. Okay. Smaller moment. Willie set up Barry's first power play goal as a lead. That's not. That was the biggest, no way, biggest wait, moment. That moment. Stanley Cup winning Barry's power moment. play goal by Barry. That's Barry's moment. Leafs are down three-one to the Washington Capitals on home ice in Game Three, and who scores the game tying goal to make it three-three? William Nylander. And he no goes one for the grass. No one cares. That's in the what? So, no so you're backing my point about those. These moments don't matter because they haven't won anything. Well, that. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... How do we is, get here? No, <laughs> you can't, you can't ride both sides, Adam. People, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, People since the contract. Since the contract. Well, last season, was, you're changing the goalposts. Guys, that's when people started hating him. He got a breakaway goal in game one. 
Guys, people Break away goal in game one. Oh, that's not a big fucking moment. <laughs> oh, that's such a big fucking moment. They're not big moments. No. Then they, they haven't. Talking nobody has. You guys know what I'm saying. Nobody yeah. has had a big moment yet. They haven't done anything spectacular. I, well, like, well, there, okay. Is there anything this Leafs team has done that you would tell your kids and be yeah, like, the I team, was there for that? The what's team, the no. bar? Maybe yeah. drafting Matthews, me, yeah. No, but no, 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 no. What's the bar for a big team, moment here? The team has had big moments. The team has had big moments in, listen, not in the playoffs, granted. <laughs> granted. Matthews scores four goals in his first game. That's something you tell your kids about, right? If you're there. Fair? Oh, awesome. Mitch Marner has done some shit. That has obviously endeared him to Toronto fans. He's had some big moments. Bobby Hastings gave him a stick that time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big moment! John Tavares. Our bar for big moments is low, it you is guys. Right? Low. It's fucking low. It's a little bad. Imagine being a about? Patriots fan. Here's what I need. Here's what I need from Willie. This is all I want. This is what I want. Just do something spectacular that's undeniable. One time. Are you asking that of Morgan Ryan? That singes in people's. Morgan Riley had a 70-point year last year. Morgan Riley's had his moments. That's not a moment. That's not a moment. That's a fucking season. How many, how many, how many rounds of the playoffs did that win? None. Exactly. None. And and that's true. But I, I think I think what I'm looking for from Willie is less the sublime. Give me something spectacular <laughs> sometime, Willie. I love you. I defend you. Mm-hmm. Please give me something to defend it, so I can just go, hey, like... hey, guy who doesn't know a goddamn thing about zone entries, what about this one play? It just sounds like you're picking on the fifth guy down the rung. Seventh. <laughs> oh. That's what Berkey said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Berkey, Berkey so, said he's the seventh best player. How did player he say team. it? He said, you're playing the seventh best player. Playing the seventh best player on your team. <laughs> well, I don't do ties. Like, come on, Berkey. He's not the seventh best player on your team. Get out of here. So what you're saying is Kadri shouldn't have got suspended. No, I think Kadri and Nylander have a lot in common in the sense they that do. Kadri was the guy that Lee fans hated. <laughs> the local kid that they hated. Nylander is the Calgarian that uh, Lee fancy. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. I, but I do think I do think that popularity wise, Lee fans will eventually the mainstream ones that are older will come around to Nylander. Yeah. But it's going to take some some like you know when you know when people turn the corner on Kadri, that one stupid game in October against Connor McDavid when McDavid had like an assist. Ma- they're like, whoa! Oh, Kadri, wow! Shut him down! <laughs> Babcock's yeah. greatest success. That Matt that Pops happened on a, success but with that's the when it turned around. It was a Kadri. Saturday night too, right? No, I think it was like a Wednesday. It wasn't. A was Saturday. it? I no, think, okay. I want to say it was Wednesday night hockey. Oh, okay. There uh, you go. Still a national game. Yeah. Yes. So, but but the you see what I'm saying, mm. right? That's that's what tan, intangible weird shit that people grab <laughs> onto. I'm that's saying I'm saying everybody. those guys don't matter, and we shouldn't worry about pleasing them. <sighs> I will say, well, and another thing with Naz is he was he was like vulnerable with the fan base and like a really good quote and stuff. Willie Great has no with, choice but yeah. to get in everyone's good books on the ice because this guy doesn't say anything. Right, does right. not say words. Naz was also great in the community. Yes, yes. like one of the best guys on yeah. the team for being oh, out at yes. sick kids every time. And that and sort of stuff. Willie might be too. We just yeah, we just, just doesn't say stuff. Yeah, and he probably likes it that way. Probably, yeah, probably. I wouldn't blame him. Let's do the press conference. Um, we are running out of resources, so we will skip a press conference. Oh, we are okay. two hours and 15 oh. minutes in. Holy shit, we are. Actually, 221. <laughs> 220, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, oh my hey, god. Yeah, so let's get out of here. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake.
brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.